0: You can bet I'm doing numbers And my stock is going up cause of my hunger When you see me in my zone I'm locked in Not clocked in I'm never boxed in When you see me in my zone When I'm in my zone I feel like I'm alone I feel like I'm unknown To the world that's full of clones My originalities focused on principalities Broken, I'm lonely, my heart and soul to the game That's scared to pay it back failure is a month
1: Oh, uh, here we go Y'all already know it is the leader of the baby mama Steelers DJ Micah B what it do what it do, and I am the one they call GQ the milk slayer you
0: and inspire the world to do what you can if you love it
1: it mentality
0: all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the show mm. I told you if I went first you're gonna get that out so, yeah but I had a good one going first yeah, no, I, like I, no. I just started that one just now that was good. no that was that was that was fire no it was Exactly what it needed to be. Yeah. So, man, it's already Wednesday. It is already Wednesday. Uh, I almost forgot we didn't really do nothing. Well, we was together on Monday. Yeah, we watching were watching the game. But um, and we'll don't worry, um, girl fans, we'll talk about. <laughs> like this, but that's not important at the moment. Um, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But
1: I will cross the ocean for look, you. Here you go.
0: But nah, Johnell reached out to me and he told me. But I was like, listen, I'm not giving you. A Skip Bayless style 10 15 minute opening monologue. I'm not even giving you a Shannon Sharp five minute. (laughs) I'm I'm gonna say what I gotta say and I'm gonna keep it poop There we go. There we go. But something that came across okay that I was intrigued by. So I had been reading about this and then I saw a video and I was like, this is kind of dope. So I wanted to read this off to you and just see how much of this that you know. So these are the nine father-son duos that LeBron is faced off against. Oh, this
1: is going to be good. Starting with
0: Gary Payton and Gary Payton second.
1: Kenyon Martin and Kenyon Martin Martin Jr. 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 Yep.
0: Rick Brunson and Jalen Brunson.
1: Wait a minute. I did not know that was... I I, I had no
0: idea Rick Brunson was Jalen Brunson's dad. Yeah. That's crazy. Rick Brunson played for the Clippers for my NBA historians out there. Yeah. Gary Trent and Gary Trent Jr.
1: I didn't realize Gary Trent was in the league that long to play against LeBron.
2: Yeah. Oh,
0: well. Played with Tim Wolves. Sure, you're right. Adrian Griffin and A.J. Griffin. Mm-hmm. Glenn Robinson Jr. and Glenn Robinson III.
1: Wow. Hey, b- by the way, uh, Glenn Robinson Jr. is lost in history. He's one of those just very good NBA players. Oh,
0: wait till you hear this next one, though. Glenn Rice and Glenn Rice Jr.
1: Oh, look at that, man. He played against both Glens.
0: Okay. I got another one. You gon you gon this one you gonna know very well. Sumaki Walker and Jabari Walker.
1: Wow. They look alike.
0: Yeah. When I say look alike, they're identical. Jabari just got dreads. Yeah, they're, they're identical. Um Jabari Smith and Jabari
1: Smith Jr. Okay.
0: And that's the last one.
1: He didn't play against uh Oh man, what's what's uh Oh man, Wagner. Wagner's dad played. I think Wagner's dad played in the NBA. Uh, DJ Wagner. I think DJ Wagner's dad played in the NBA. I don't. I don't remember. He probably didn't play against against his dad though. I think DJ. I think it was DJ Wagner. I seen it online. I think it was DJ Wagner. Yeah, I don't think so. I'm thinking about it now, but I don't. I don't think so. But yeah, that came across, and I was like, "That's kind of dope." Yeah. But, see, so, so so DJ Wagner, his dad is Dewan Wagner. Ah, but Dewan Wagner got hurt. Yep. That's exactly what it is. Dewan Wagner did get hurt.
0: So when LeBron played against the Rockets is when the the Martin Jr. one, because he was like, hey man, you played against my dad. And that's when it that's when it came about. We're not gonna talk about what just happened. Uh. <laughs> 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 that was uh that was almost a hell of a distraction though. Oh, oh my god. I was I wasn't ready. <laughs> so we're going to keep this NBA talk rolling. All right. I wanted to bring about to you a new segment that I would like to eventually make a staple of the show because Let's I do think it between the knowledge of you and I, we can make a pretty damn good discussion about this going off of just the NBA knowledge that we have. So, all right. The name of this segment
1: will be called who was better. Okay. Simple and straight to the point. Um, Can you pass me, pass me something from, from, from out of there? I will. Thank you, sir. Cause, uh, I, I I definitely noticed you're not you don't you don't even have a a glass of of wine today. Some one of us so, got a drink so here. Before you came over, I had a cup of
0: coffee, so I didn't want to throw no, no I, alcohol in there
1: got just you. yet. Got you. All right. But that Taco Taco Tuesday. Tuesday. Yeah. I seen I seen your uh your 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 Mrs. to be. Did you see my comment on her post? Uh. Which post? The post she posted when she uh, she cooked for dinner last night. And I was like, come on, man. Because every Tuesday, she posts something. And I was just like, yo, man, at this point, we just need need to move the show to Tuesdays. Because I don't understand. Oh,
0: you're missing all the food? Yeah. (laughs) So, as you heard, DJ Michael B said, my missus-to-be. Because, yes, Mr. GQ will be off the market 100% officially. Because we will be wed, to say the least. On Valentine's Day, we will be eloped. If you want to get technical. So, Somebody
1: out there was like, the right word is elope, not wed. You yeah, know. you know.
0: So for your politically correct asses out there. But we will be getting eloped. We will be tying our entire family together. Beautiful. To include them two punk ass dogs in the kitchen right now. Oh, your two kids, they get on your nerves? Yeah. And I'm not talking about my toddler and my teenager. <laughs> talking about puff and jelly bean. I think that's the first time I ever said their names on
1: the air. Yeah, and they've um, been here every single episode. 100%. Just like Kalisla. Um,
0: so you know how I always got these, um, we call them these GQ bombs, right? Yes. So I got one for you. you okay. Had, this one is so far out of left field that you never would have seen this coming. Okay. So I was approached by a friend of mine. Um a mentee, if you will, somebody I mentored in the military, a good friend of mine. He's actually working on his uh, packet to become a recruiter now. Very nice. Um, so he approached me about something. He's like, and he, he he said it the same way I'm about to say it to you. And he was like, I have I have a request. And I was like, All right, does it involve me killing somebody? And he was like, No. I said, like, Thank goodness, because I would have said no. Um, mm. that was our sarcasm. <laughs> so sorry, my only my veteran crowd really gets a joke like that. But anywho, so he was like, It's gonna be very much out of left field, but I think. It will be, I think you would be the perfect fit for it, but I want to bring it to your attention anyway. So he was on mission for the COVID. We were all on the response mission together for COVID. Yeah. And he's like, I got bored, so I started writing. And I was like, all right. And so he's like, I want you to play the lead villain in this movie I've written.
1: That's so far out of left field. Um,. Okay, let me ask you this then. Who's your favorite villain? I don't have one. Okay.
0: Because this is like a unique thing. Like, it's like... I'm only like a quarter of the way through the script right now. But I like it. Because it's like a... um, He's a... uh, He kind of comes off as like a borderline psychopath.
1: See, I would have answered... I would I would kind of answer it, it. It wouldn't matter if it was live action or comics or whatever. So I'd say who's your favorite? My favorite villain is obviously Denzel in Training Day. So <laughs> I don't I don't ha- like I
0: don't really have a favorite villain. Like I, I'm I'm intrigued by villains. I I am, just for different reasons. But
1: when it was when it brought it to my attention, I was just like, this is interesting. I think it would be perfect for you. And hear me out because a lot of people would be like, no no no. But normally, villains are phenomenal leaders.
0: Yes. We know. They are they
1: are phenomenal leaders. Even not only just in movies, even in real life. Like, yes, I know there's gonna be controversial when I say it, but I really don't care right now. Even even Hitler had a following and this was out social media or anything. He had this
0: crazy following. We talked about that. Actually me and me and my me and my um, fiance talked about that because because a lot of the podcasts I've been listening to, outside of ours, of course, is a lot of stuff that's about like cults and stuff. Yeah, and it's like these crazy ass motherfuckers. Yeah, can just talk to you and all of a sudden have your ass blindly following them. Yep. and you're like, how? Like you, you are. You're like how? Yeah, they're, they're but, phenomenal leaders. Like one of the first, <clears throat> um, one of the first, um, cult style stories that I was, I, the me and me and my fiance I watched together was the one about in Waco. The true story about the one in Waco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that motherfucker.
1: Yeah. yeah, so... He was a sweet-talking motherfucker, too. That's what I'm saying. Like, you... You know I tell everybody yeah, in, yeah. In, in LHGA, we all meant to be leaders. You you are very much a very good leader. Like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I mean... So the... um. If I, do, I believe you're perfect for it. Yeah,
0: so the movie's called Hotel Rumble. So essentially, you have three three like world champion fighters who get essentially kind of kidnapped and this everything takes place in this hotel they wake up and they're each one is on a different floor and they're paired up against a rival whether past present or future my objective as of now is to play the lead villain in this movie who's also a uh, a ninja so I'm the leader of a clan yeah a clan and I have a rivalry with these two cops
2: huh right.
0: Yeah, and I torment the shit out of these cops. Huh. Like, through through psychological warfare, through... I, I kind of want to read this script now, because like, this is... I have the script. Like, I have, I'm not done reading it, but it's interesting. Um, The name of the guy I'll be playing, his name is Gideon, which I'm like, all right, I can get down with that. I kind of fucks with the name.
1: Oh, and you, 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 you name after the artificial.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, all right,
1: but I was like, you know what? Yeah,
0: I'm with it. So... Um, we'll start filming um uh, here sooner rather than later. We'll start we'll be filming on the weekends and stuff. i um, Don't ask me about where it's gonna be played and everything, cause I don't know. Well, but that's that's still that's still pretty dope. So Mr. GQ will be making his screen debut. I can't say big screen, so I'm gonna say mm-hmm. screen debut, acting debut. Yeah. I ain't never acted a day in my life, but doesn't matter. I'm a I'm a. But the more I keep like reading the script, the more I keep like kind of. Understanding the type of person I'm supposed to play. So I'm just trying to get the, um, I'm trying to capture the character
1: now. Well, here's some encouragement for you because you, like, you've never acted before and things like that. The guy that plays Will in the reboot of mm-hmm. Bel-Air, he's never had an acting role. This is his first acting role. So some people are just naturally talented mm-hmm. at it. Uh, yeah, and as, I and think I, you'll like,
0: be fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just as I keep reading it, I'm kind of like building this character mm-hmm. because I, I, I've seen you've seen a character like this, and you know, I'm a big martial arts film guy. You've seen, Me a, too. you've seen a villain like this yeah. in martial arts films, so it's like, so I'm just trying to capture the persona, like capture the the voice, like capture how the like you know how the character is, <clears throat> while also utilizing my own natural self as far as you know. Right athleticism build because this is gonna have like this is gonna be I didn't get to this fun part. There's actually going to be choreographed fight scenes and everything in there. So like this is gonna be like
1: so you're gonna be you're gonna be your own stunt.
0: No, man. I'm no, I'm yeah, I'm gonna do my own. Yeah, I'm doing my own stunts. Of course I am. Why wouldn't I? That's dope. I'm just saying. Okay. Hey man, 33 years old, and this on and popping. Jackie Chan in the 60s still doing a lot of his stunts. Hey. So I don't see the problem. It ain't gonna be nothing too wild and crazy. It's mostly just the fight scenes. So,
1: yeah, that was definitely out of left field.
0: Yeah, but I thought I would drop that bomb on so there it is. Boom. So, all right. I right. We've been talking about this, so let's get into this. I'm so, ready for it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Who Was Better segment. So, the two teams we will be comparing to each other is the 2016 Golden State Warriors versus the 2004 Pistons. So the reason this came up is because, in an interview, Rip Hamilton and Tayshawn Prince were asked about this, and they said there's no comparison because we could defend and lock up every position.
1: 2016 is Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Harrison Barnes, Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. And uh, what was this? Is it Bogut at, at five? Yes. And okay. then I think, they, and then think look, Iggy was still there. Iggy's still there, Looney off the bench. Yeah, Looney was still there. That that was pretty much the seven man rotation, mm-hmm. um, and I think 2016 had uh, 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 Livingston. Yes, there we go. Yeah, Sean Livingston. L- yeah. Livingston was on that. He was he was the backup point guard mm-hmm. and shooting guard on that team. So, all right. I do believe, in my heart of hearts. Uh huh. If Kyrie Irving doesn't get hurt in that in this this, this is the year they won right,
0: 2016. Yeah, I think. Or is that the it, it, is it, or is that the, is that the LeBron them comeback year? I don't I don't no remember. no no 16 they won 17 was I believe was was
1: it what, 17? What, what year did Kevin Durant come over? Was that was that 17? Was that 18 19? Yeah, because he's been with the Nets for this is his third year. Yeah, third year. With year the Nets. Okay, kept. so Had, okay. Yeah, because. So they, yeah, 2016 they won them. Golden State yeah. won. Golden State won. The
0: following season they lost to they lost to LeBron yeah. and the Cavs and then they went and got KD. I'm
1: going to double check this. I don't want to yeah. be wrong let's because, let's because make sure I, but yeah. I, we it had to be cuz
0: we talk about 2016 a lot. So uh, it would be the it would be the 2016 playoffs cuz it's
1: Yeah. The 2015-16 Warriors yeah, cuz the 2017 playoffs Oh, the two thousand fifteen sixteen Warriors are the one that lost. That's that's when they finished seventy three and nine. Okay, so they they lost to the Lakers. Uh, okay, um, so it is the right roster. Yeah. Okay, so, so it's, it, it's still pre, the same roster. The pre KD roster. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna answer this question. Kind of a. I don't. I don't want to call it crazy, but I'm gonna just answer this question. I'm gonna lead off with saying this game is a lot closer than Detroit thinks, because yes, we all know you could lock up every position man-to-man, but nobody. I don't even think Billups. Nobody can guard Steph one-on-one.
0: They would start. It would be Rip guarding him first because Rip runs around like Curry did. Rip was always on the move, but here's where the game favors Detroit inside.
1: Of course it favors because, them inside. Because
0: of Ben and Rasheed.
1: But on the flip side of that, on the opposite side, uh, Draymond Green is more than capable of jumping out and guarding Rashid outside of the three-point line. So he that a, that advantage is taken away because whenever well, they play well with,
0: with that roster, if Bo gets the five, Draymond's the four. Draymond and Ben that's that's a nasty matchup, and I don't think Draymond won not
1: play It it won't be Draymond and Ben. It'll be uh, Draymond and Rashid.
0: That's Dr- right. Ben played the yeah. Rasheed was taller, but Ben played like the, the yeah, Right. So of, yeah.
1: so they they would they would
0: put Bo... If, in, I'm, if I'm honest, I would switch that matchup on purpose. I because. <laughs> Because you know how Draymond plays, right?
1: I wouldn't because Bogut, Bogut is too slow. Rashida eat Andrew Bogut alive.
0: I know. That's what I'm saying. If I'm Detroit, I'm switching that matchup. Like, I'm purposely having Rashid guard Bogut. And I want... Because oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I want Ben okay, Wallace... Okay, okay. So you, want, mean, yeah. you mean on opposite side. Yeah, gotcha. and I want Ben Wallace on Draymond because Draymond likes to be that bully... And Ben ain't that good. Well, guy.
1: back back then, Draymond could absolutely shoot the basketball too.
0: He could, but Ben Wallace could also block the shooting. Yeah, shit well, out yeah, there. Ben
1: Wallace will lock Draymond down. I, but like, I just like to
0: see the mind games because I, you know, because you know, how Draymond likes to try to punk people. You're not punking Ben Wallace. I
1: think, I I think the 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 and I think, the key factor. I think the, the the biggest key factor in this is that the small forward matchup is going to be the biggest factor because yeah. If you look at it, pretty much everybody neutralizes each other, per se, on offense, unless Steph gets crazy hot and just absolutely cooks Chauncey Billups yeah, yeah. um, and Klay Thompson coming off the of screens. See, the Pistons. Were, or the, the, this is a good comparison because the Pistons are a team, just like the Warriors. If the Warriors go, okay, we're gonna go to our small ball lineup because you absolutely can yeah, and yeah. have and have Iggy play four and. Uh, well, Harrison Barnes play 4 and Draymond play 5. And you could you could literally switch every single matchup on both sides of the ball. So who small forward is going to play better is what I would say. And I know, what
0: Harrison Barnes and Tayshaun Prince? And Tayshaun Prince. That'll be interesting. And
1: Tayshaun Prince was young at the time. It's it's, it's not like Tayshaun was already so, prime Tayshaun.
0: And at the same time though you say the X factor is a small forward I say
1: the X factor is Clay Thompson. See, I don't, I don't, I don't consider Clay the X factor that year. And the reason well, why I don't consider him the X factor that year is because he was definitely the number two. Well, and uh, so I'm, I'm saying that
0: because he's going to outscore. Which in this case, what it would be? Would it be Rip? that would be guarding him. It'd be Rip. He's bigger than Rip one. Yep. And I think he would. I think he would. I think he would eat Rip up, like. Rip would give him problems at the beginning. I'm not because Rip is a good defender. I'm not going. Oh to, yeah, hell yeah, not yeah. Not one bit. But Clay is just as good of a but defender, see,
1: if not a better. He's. I think. I think yeah. he's a little. I think but, he's better. But
0: when we talk about offensive output, oh no, 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 no. But not, but, not, but
1: on 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 the flip side of that, that 04 team. Rip was ridiculous. Like people, a lot of people forget. Like okay, the the I think one of the biggest differences is going to be Wild Detroit. Is scoring twos. Mm-hmm. The Warriors are scoring threes, but Detroit is going to be scoring more twos than the Warriors score threes. Yeah, like playing. So that's why I say Harrison Barnes and and uh, Tayshaun Prince play a big factor because I think who can ever score? Because literally on both of them, anything you on, on in, in both rosters, anything you get from either one of them is a plus. It's just a plus. Yeah, like yeah. if Harrison Barnes goes off for twenty five points, you didn't you didn't enter the game thinking Harrison Barnes was going to go off for twenty five. hell, yeah. Harrison Barnes put up fifteen. You didn't think he was going into the game and put up fifteen. You expected Not that about that year anyway with no. Golden State.
0: With with that from Harrison Barnes, if you got ten and ten, you were solid.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I would say, uh, I would lean. I would lean with Golden State. So, and in, 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 in we're talking in a seven game series. In a seven game series. I would lean with Golden State because as much as as much as I love Chauncey and I love Chauncey Billups, mm. and you know this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As 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 much as I love Chauncey Billups, bruh, Steph's conditioning is just on another. They said somebody worked out with Steph for five minutes and went over to the side and started throwing up. His con- and and then and, and Prime Clay Thompson, his con- he worked out with Steph for conditioning, and he was jetting. Just- yeah, the ball movement that they have. That Golden State would have, I think, would overwhelm Detroit in a seven-game series. I don't think it goes seven. But I don't think it goes seven either. I think it goes, and <laughs>
0: most it goes six. But I can see the Warriors yeah.
1: winning in five. I can, see, I definitely can see the Warriors winning in five. And it's not a knock on Detroit. I mean, Detroit is one of the best put-together teams of all time. They would, they no over-the-top superstar. They got four All-Stars. They got a fifth guy on the floor that can defend, and he can go off at any point in Tayshaun Prince. Mm -hmm. They were just, the the chemistry, the bench, they were just just a very, very solid team, and that was the difference when they played the Lakers. The Lakers were not together. They didn't have chemistry. Kobe was trying to prove that he was better than Shaq. Shaq was still trying to prove he was the guy, and Gary Payton was getting aggravated with Carl Malone. And then the whole thing with Carl Malone, it just... And, of course, this is this is obviously a team in Detroit that made seven straight conference finals, and then the next year they took the Spurs to seven games. So, yeah, uh, yeah I mean, I do believe that Golden State wins the series. But, man, it would be – it. I don't think it would be a large margin of victory in every – I think it would be close games every time. But I think – then, and then if it goes to – you know how everybody always say, well – MJ ain't letting it get to Game Seven. Well, I tell you one thing. 2016, Clay Thompson, that was a killing Game Six, bro. It wasn't going no Game Seven. <laughs> no.
0: Game 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 Six, Clay is
1: not what you want. Not I do like that. that that's a good comparison though. But I do. I got the Warriors in I five. Think, I think they're. I think
0: it's a good start. Two teams that are evenly matched in unique ways. I'm a rock with it like that.
1: And I do think uh, Golden State has the best player off the the best two players off the bench in Livingston and Iguodala. Yeah. I mean, in 2016 Iguodala could have gone to any team and still been an all-star. Yeah. He just came off an of all-star with Denver. So mm-hmm. uh yeah, man, I I think I think Golden State's 7-man rotation it well if you throw Looney in there, 8-man rotation is just better. I think they would have had a better 8-man rotation. Uh and they're not a team that has to get to the basket. So when when you don't have to get to the basket to score, that that takes away essentially the the effectiveness of Ben Wallace on defense as a rim protector.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean the fact that they could that Golden State in that year, in that particular year, could have played you four out. Oh yeah. Like could have played you four out with Steph Clay.
1: Hell, they could have played you five out.
0: Well, yeah, but you want you would have kept Draymond at the high post in that four mm-hmm. out. So Draymond at that high post in the four out, Steph Clay, Harrison Barnes, Sean Livingston. Yep. That's probably your I'm going the face um that's mo that that's your four out and yep. now you've got Ben and Rashid kind of like all right what do I do here because now
1: now what yeah and and I like I like that the Detroit team was very physical um and this this kind of it's kind of one of them things where it's like okay what era also are they playing in um but I still I still believe even if they're playing in the Detroit Pistons era, I still believe that the Warriors would win because no, that the, the the 2000s was yeah people yeah. could shoot the basketball, but they could shoot it from mid range. Anybody I mean, that could shoot shoot the three was just an added addition to the team. Your your biggest changes, mind you,
0: 2016, a lot of the rules were still the same. Yeah. The the biggest changes happened way after, like with yeah. the, with the offensive player initiating yep. contact and all that shit. The take
1: foul, which thank God they finally put that shit into the fold. That I would shit. argue with I would argue with people that that year, the two thousand two thousand fifteen sixteen year, was probably the last great year of basketball as a fan for me, because I felt like they had finally found the middle ground of let them play or call the foul. Yeah,
0: especially I, I, I can, in the finals.
1: That. The final, the, the that was probably the most even finals we had seen since the spurs and uh and and heat yeah, uh yeah. the first year so yeah yeah, yeah I, I would i would definitely i i would take golden state i would definitely take golden state yeah and i'm
0: with
1: um, you i'm with you yeah. that's I, I like that one i like that that's a, that's a that's a very very good very good comparison i don't i don't know who came up with those two teams was it you or did you see it and no the no room? i saw it
0: okay and now moving forward yeah I'll be coming up with these. Okay.
1: Matches. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna we're gonna test my my ability to to put matchups together. All right. Continuing with this beautiful NBA talk. Yeah. So on one of our favorite Facebook groups that we're a part of in the basketball tip off group.
1: Are we both Lyft, in that? I didn't know
0: you was in that group. How do you think I get the same pictures? I'll be sending. We be sending to each other. Well. Okay.
1: But see, I'm I'm like in seven groups, so no, yeah, yeah, I'm in in
0: like another four or five. Like
1: the same pictures float around in all the groups. It should be funny, but like, so all right, so this list came about, and
0: I sent this, I sent this to um to DJ Michael B, and we were like, all right, this is pretty interesting list. So this is I
1: gotta pull it out.
0: Yeah, so this is your active NBA Hall of Fame locks. Now, how they came up with this list, I don't know. I saw the list and I was like, this would be interesting for the sake of discussion so reading off this list I will read off the players that are already on the NBA's top 75 and then I'll rename the players that are not on the top 75 but are still considered NBA Hall of Fame active locks So obviously
1: not I find this picture
0: so obviously we're starting with LeBron James then you got Steph Curry Kevin Durant, Chris Paul Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard James Harden, Russell Westbrook Damian Lillard, Carmelo Anthony Anthony Davis Those are your NBA top 75 locks that are on this list. Now let's go to the ones who are not top 75 locks, but are still on this list to be NBA Hall of Fame locks. Jokic, Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Luka Doncic, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, Kyrie Irving. First question from this list. Thinking across and looking at all active players, is anybody currently missing from this list in your opinion?
1: Hmm. is Clay on this list? I forgot. Yes, Clay is on this okay. list. Okay. Um I think there's guys that 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 are going to eventually be locked, but I don't think there's any active any other active player right now where I'd be like, "Yes, he's a lock." Because obviously, you know you see the the league moving. Giannis is on this list. I mean, that's the yeah, so
0: you No, know, Giannis is also already a top 75. Yeah, yeah. So um but I mean we obviously we're not gonna include any of the young guns because they're right. they're they're exact so they're young guns you know so I'm, not...
1: I'm trying to think of any older players that um I'm not gonna lie I kind of I kind of teeter totter with uh Andrea Godalla. I do kind of yeah. teeter totter all the time with Andrea Godalla. Um That that's that one's that one's interesting. I, I think I think he's he's like borderline. To where he'll probably get in eventually. Um, but, I mean, he's he's got three rings. Uh, he has a finals MVP. I think he has like five or four all-star appearances and probably two all-NBA teams, which is not like a, a very stacked resume, but I mean, the finals MVP tilts a lot in his favor compared to everybody else on this list. Um, oh, yeah. Uh... I can't think of any other active player. You know, I'm just, I'm trying to think of older players. So yeah, no,
0: I am. i like, I'm yeah. running through the ones that come to mind, but like,
1: I, I really wish I could add Derrick Rose to this list. I really do, yeah, man. He's still an active player. I know. I really, I really wish I could put Derrick Rose on this list, but it's just, I, I can't do it just because he only really had four years of like elite, elite. Things going on, and granted, I mean Grant Hill still got in, you know what I'm saying. But uh, Grant Grant Hill was 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 still a monster when he came back from mm-hmm. his injuries a couple of times. So Grant Hill was still very very good for like seven years, and then he re, he revamped himself in uh, Phoenix as a defensive stopper. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would love to. Derrick Rose, the youngest MVP ever. I would love to add Derrick Rose to this list. I don't think I don't think Derek Rose is gonna get in though. And uh
0: yeah. I mean then you know, you start thinking about guys like a like a Brook Lopez, like a like a Sergi Baca, and you're like, they had spurts. Now this year, obviously, Brooke Lopez is uh being looked at as defensive player of the year, right yeah, now. Yeah, Brooke I mean, Lopez is, is a yeah. freaking
1: monster this so, year. I don't know what he he learned how to play defense over the summer.
0: Yeah. So um, like, you know, he's there, but then I'm like
1: uh, I mean uh Another person I wish I could add to this list but injuries derailed him too was John Wall. John Wall was definitely a Hall of Fame player. Um He was oh,
0: on a He was on a trajectory. Oh, yes. oh, a
1: Hall of Fame talent, let me say that. Yeah, yeah, he was yeah. on
0: he was on the path for sure. Um, I, I I can I can agree with that.
1: Paul George is on this list? Yes, okay. actually, he is on this list. Okay, well. Um Bradley Beal is a little bit older. I just yeah, because, I mean, then you got, like, you know. Bradley like, Beal is a very, very talented player. And if I had my way, I'll tell you this. C.J. McCollum should be in the Hall of Fame. I was just about to that, drop his name. Like, C- what do you C- think C- about a guy like C.J. McCollum? C.J. McCollum just doesn't have the all-star pants to back it up. And it's not fair. Yeah. Because there, there has been years where C.J. McCollum was better than everybody. You know, Kendrick Perkins always say uh, says Jalen Brown is the most disrespected player in the NBA because he's not making an all-star team. And then I sat back and thought about it, and I said, bump that. C.J. McCollum is the most disrespected player because while he was in Portland, him and Damian Lillard carried those teams in the playoffs. They got to the conference. And C.J. McCollum, still to this day, McCollum's game seven mm-hmm. against Denver should be goaded, bruh. 37 points. Dame Lillard deferred because he had a bad game mm-hmm. and let C.J. McCollum take the last shot and take over that game. He killed him. Um...
0: So I mean, do you think? Who do you think would get in first out of a out of a C.J. McCollum and like a um Chris Middleton?
1: Oh, I didn't even think of Chris Middleton. Chris Middleton is another one. Oh, um, but I mean, Chris Middleton got- has the All Star appearances and, a, and and a championship to back it up. Yeah. So I think his his resume his resume helps him because literally, Giannis did score. Over forty a game. base I think I yeah. think it was like thirty-seven or whatever. But you know the last whatever. But um,
0: what about you, boy? Chris? Chris about, Middleton yeah. was the
1: closer though, man. Chris Middleton closed those games. If if Giannis didn't average that many points per game, Chris Middleton could have been. Yeah. Yeah. What about your boy Drew Holiday? I don't think Drew Holiday's a Hall of Famer. Inju- injuries was something that that that, yeah. that hit him too. But Drew Holiday, Drew Holiday is. I'm gonna give you a good. I think I'm gonna give you a good comparison here. There's two guys I wish that could have could have gotten more respect. It's Drew Holiday, because you know I love Drew Holiday, and the other guy I'm about to name, I love him too, Mike Conley. Yeah, um,
0: Mike Conley played for a
1: long time. Mike Conley was a normal 17-point-per-game scorer, 8 assists. I mean, he just wasn't the best player on any team he played. I mean, he had Zebo and uh, Gasol, so whenever he was in Memphis. And then uh, Drew Holiday had his his all-star run with uh, Philadelphia. I think he made it twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, Drew, man, he's been disrespected as a defensive player for too long. He should have made more all-NBA defensive teams, and finally the league took notice when everybody started talking about podcasts that Drew Holley's the best defender in the league uh, from a guard position. So, I mean, just... I really wish those two could make it, but I know they're not going to make it because the resumes don't back it. Got you. Yeah, but, um, I'm, I'm with you. I just I was just scared. That that's 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 I'm, some good that that's some good plays I didn't think
0: about. But just, I was thinking and I was like, man, I was like, Now if I
1: can team? remove anybody off that list, mm. just on the fact that Jokic won back to back MVPs, I can't take him off. Yeah. But I mean, I am a person that looks at can you play defense, man? And he can't play defense.
0: Um I tell you a player that's not on this list, obviously I think his is similar to a lot of the guys you talked about, but Joel Embiid. I injuries derailed him a little bit, but I mean you still look at the numbers.
1: Joel Embiid's numbers is crazy. They're going to probably say like he didn't play enough. Which Right I now, think, but I
0: think by the end of By, it, by I think the end that's of his career, he
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jo Joel Embiid is what, like 27, 28. Somewhere in there. Yeah. So he's still – he most players finally fall off about 33, 34. So he still has another six years, and I'm pretty sure he's going to get in. But if his career – I think what they're looking at more is if your career was to end right now, mm-hmm. would you be a lock? I don't think Luca would be a lock if his career ended right now. I just don't. Oh, Luca? Yeah. Oh, no. I don't think Luca would be a lock. Um, you know how I feel about Luca already. I already know. So. Like, I don't hate him. I don't
0: – yeah. I, I mean, just feel like – I feel like Luke is being thrown in our faces. I do too, because, and and I'm like, can we stop? Yeah. Like, I don't think he's the best player in basketball. I don't think he's the front runner for the MVP.
1: Bruh. Like, I, I, I could say this. If you want, if, if somebody wants to call him the MVP, fine. He's not the best player in basketball. You know why he's not the best player in basketball? He's not the best playing basketball because Giannis Antetokounmpo still exists.
0: Well, but they keep continuing to compare him to like, oh, look at what he was doing at the same time LeBron was doing it. And I'm like, fam, stop it. First of all, let me just say this. If I go back and look at when Luka first came into the league and LeBron first came into the league, Luka probably had slightly better teammates. But Luka was still like probably no, nah, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, but look what he's done with that. I mean, no, no. Look what he's done with that. I know, hey, no, no, yeah. Luca don't even have a finals appearance.
1: He has a Western Conference finals appearance no. though, which is, which is, which is. I said finals. Wait, 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 wait. But I mean, just think about it real quick. I'm thinking Western Conference finals appearance in your fourth season. That's 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 pretty damn good. I mean, as the best player on your team. Because even even when Dwayne Wade got to the finals his second year, he wasn't the best player on his team yet. It was Shaq, so
0: yeah. I mean, but did, but they don't win that championship without what D Wade
1: did. Of course, but that was also, also like, the following year. If, so if Luca would
0: have played even with sixty percent of like a Dirk, and let's say and then they make it to you know they make it to the finals and they win. Oh, they would have beat the Suns. No, I'd no, listen. Yeah. Dirk still gets the credit and Luca doesn't. When the Heat made it to the finals, you knew because D. Wade showed you. I don't think that like and and even when you had Porzingis and and Luca together, they couldn't do anything.
1: Oh no, Porzingis and Luca wasn't a good. I didn't, I didn't think they were going to be a good fit from the get go.
0: Well, the fact that when he left New York, I was just like, "Where are you going? Like, your your best fit was definitely not in Dallas at the time for sure." And now you're like in now you're like a borderline afterthought in Washington. You're playing well,
1: but I will I I, I will say the only the reason why Luka's Western Conference Finals appearance is so amazing is if you go back and think about the point guards of the two thousands. Okay. Right? Um Steve Nash, when he got to the Western Conference Finals against the Spurs the first time with Dirk, I think that's 2003, because the Spurs knocked off the Lakers in the second round, so I think they ended up playing the Mavericks. Because you know for a long time, it was only the Spurs, Mavericks, and Lakers that made out the Western Conference. Yeah, something like that. um, My whole thing is that Nash at least had Dirk um, when... Chris Paul finally made it to the Western Conference Finals for the first time in his career, yeah, which was just recently with Phoenix. Um, yeah, and the finals, for that matter. Yeah. Then you got, uh, which was pretty amazing that you make it to your finals in your first Western Conference Finals appearance. It's yeah. pretty good. Um, but, he I didn't- mean... They didn't go
0: Western Conference Finals when they played, uh, when he was with the Rockets. Oh, show State? you, yeah, yeah, show you
1: right. But he would okay, but, that, the okay. Ham, the but. The hamstring. The hamstring thing, and, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, fine. That, yeah, yeah. Well, no, even so, when,
0: remember, that was also when the Warriors were nicked up and injured. They got some, what, somebody, uh, was it Clay? Kevin Durant. Yeah. Kevin Durant was injured. And they still, and the Rockets still couldn't pull it off.
1: Yeah, Kevin Durant, got injured. Because that was Chris Paul and James Harden. Yep, and then, and then Chris Paul went down. Yeah. Um. At so shortly after yeah. Chris Paul at least had James Harden, which is another an, another superstar. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I mean, keep going. Darren Williams. Eh, I wouldn't call anybody else on that team really. Carlos no. Boozer was balling yeah. that year though. I mean, Carlos Boozer was like they, they, the
0: the perfect journeyman teammate.
1: Yeah. So like he the 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 year when they made it to the conference finals, I think they played against the Lakers that year. Yeah, yeah. Um, the year when when Utah made it to the conference finals with the Lakers. <laughs> um. It's kind of like, they're kind of like the Pistons. They they were just a very, they were a very well put together team. Andre Kirilenko was a superstar defender. Not yes. a superstar player, but a super AK-47 was a superstar defender. So when you, that's why it's so, it's, I mean, D- Derrick Rose made it, I mean, Joe Kim Noah wasn't as good as he was now, neither was Jimmy Butler. So I give it to Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is really just that, really just that good. And he still took Miami to six. Lucas is impressive is because he didn't have another all-star Derrick Rose had at least Carlos Boozer and Joe Kim Noah he didn't have another all-star the second best player on their team was Jalen Brunson yeah Jalen Brunson was the second best player on that team and to know that they knocked off the Suns after they were up what was yeah. it 3-2 three, 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 t-
0: yes it was 3-2 they, they were
1: up they were up 3-2 and game seven wasn't Phoenix. Yeah. And Luca went in there and just took over. He was up the court laughing, roasting Devin Book and Chris Paul. They couldn't do nothing with him. Yeah. And then he got to the conference, he got to the conference finals against it just slipped my mind. Uh goddamn. In the West? Yeah. In on, Phoenix? Man. No, they beat Phoenix in, in the second round. Oh, we um, I'm sorry, I'm I'm miss I'm thinking about I'm thinking about like a year ago. I ca I can't I cannot remember who who they
0: played. Oh my god. It is it's 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 running from me right now. It wasn't Denver, it wasn't shit, not Denver, not Portland, not the Clippers, not
1: it wasn't Golden State. Golden State was terrible. Oh, it was Golden State. Was it? 'Cause yeah, I, yeah. It was to stay because Golden State won the finals. So yeah, so oh. so so now when he made it, when he made it, it's not like he, he he played amazing still. But I mean, his teammates kind of let him down. And of course, he can't guard Steph. He can't he he can't he can't guard Draymond right now. So
0: he, he moved too slow to guard Steph. I'm just Steph will, will can condi- yeah. even it even with Steph being older than him now, I think I think Steph will condition his ass into the ground. yeah. So I mean because that's something I've noticed. Like you know how we talk about like every. Every player has that thing, right? When Luka's like exhausted, he's a different player. Oh yeah. And he starts to get frustrated and he starts to complain to the refs a lot more.
1: Sounds like, like what Reggie Miller used to do.
0: Yeah, like don't get me wrong. I I like Luka's skill set. I really do. But stop throwing him in my face and telling me that he's the best player in basketball he's because not. he's not. He's not. I do not think he's better than Giannis. I don't even think he's better than Jokic. And I said it. I don't either. Like, and I don't. I don't think he's better than. I don't think he's better than Embiid. Oh no. I don't think he's better than KD. He's better than Jason Tatum. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. The only difference is Tatum's faster. But if you if you give me if you give me Luca going to the basket versus Jason Tatum going to the basket, Luca's strength because he does have. Yeah, 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 yeah. So give me yeah. – like, I think Luka's better than Tatum, and I'm fine I say with that. You,
1: you, you know what? The, I, I, will, I will say – at least Jason Tatum can defend, though, dude. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of – that still – Luka will put – Luca will give you 37, 38. But, he but whoever he's guarding will give you 37, 38, too. I'm just – like, if he's guarding another star player, it's like – I, no doubt in my mind, had they made it past Golden State, Boston is winning the finals, and it's probably oh, going to yeah. it's probably going to be a sweep.
0: Oh, it would have been the Jalen Brown show. Yeah, Jalen. Yeah, because J- yeah. I can't think of another player on the on the Mavericks that would have guarded him.
1: Mm-hmm. Jalen Brunson could have done his best. No, nah, uh, Brunson would have got embarrassed. <laughs> he could have done his. Brunson best. Brunson
0: would have got embarrassed, and I like Brunson. I do. I like I love
1: Brunson. Brunson. I just don't think. By the way, Barry Brunson is not the best point guard in the NBA. You know what? Let's end basketball talk on that.
0: <laughs> well, we're not getting in basketball. We have one more okay. one more um topic if you will. Let's go. Um so we we somewhat we somewhat be talking about um the NBA trade deadline. Yes. So some names have come about. Okay. Some interesting I don't even though I'm not going to say interesting, but remember over the summer your boy that got moved from the Spurs uh, uh Murray, Murray And how he pretty much, he got traded away for like a haul. Yep. All right. So I don't know what it is with Joe Spurs, but here we go. So we'll well, we'll start, we'll get to that in a second. So the reason I bring that up, so the first thing we go into is Gary Trent Jr. is being listed, DeAndre Aiden and Miles Turner being eyed by the Raptors. Uh, initially Fred Van Fleet was being potentially talked about but he's going to stay in Toronto um bless you um so right, this is where the, the fuckery begins so OG and Anubi is also being looked at as being available but the Raptors want a haul in the DeJounte Murray range that includes multiple unprotected first round picks for OG and Anubi I was like okay I like OG, but he's not that damn good. Um, John Wall is potentially on the move, even though he—I feel like he just got to the Clippers. Yeah, he did just get to the Clippers. I don't know why he would be on the move. But now, your boy—this is for your team. Now, the Spurs are looking at—is uh, it—is it Patoli or yeah, it, Potel? So, it hes apparently on the trade market. He is, and the spur—and the Spurs want two first-round picks for him. Yep. yep. So that's a high asking price. Uh, Cam Reddish has been talked about with the Lakers, Bucks, and Mavs. Um, if I'm being honest, I think I like the idea of Cam Reddish with the Bucks of those three teams. Like I know the Lakers need all the
1: help they can get, but no, I think Cam Reddish fits the Bucks. I do the too. I th- very well, and I think he'd be a really good re- um, wing defender for them. That's what I was just about to say. He will add more defense than. Nick. Yeah. Um,
0: Peyton Pritchard is drawing interest from the Warriors. Interesting. So you're talking about adding another shooter to a team full of shooters. They need to get some damn defenders. True. Um, um Rui Rui Hachima, also on the move. They're looking to they've got a bunch of forwards, obviously, with Christoph Porzingis and other players. Yep. So um so I like him. I liked him a lot at um Gonzaga. He's a good player, really good player actually in college. As long as he's not Adam Morrison, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he'd be a really good off the bench wing. I do not think he's a starter. I just don't. The way he plays, it, I don't know. Like I do enjoy his game, but I think he's a much more of a role player than a star player. And that means with the right team, he'd be good. Yep. I actually think he'd be a
1: good fit in Miami. There there's nothing wrong with being a role player in the NBA. No,
0: but like I, said, I just I think with the way his skill set is and yep. the way he plays, he'd be a good fit in Miami. He'd be a good fit in
1: Charlotte. He'd be a good fit I think that, 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 you're right because I think right now a lot of teams are missing that gadget role player that hey he he'll come in and he'll fill it up he'll pass is, the ball or which, he'll defend yeah,
0: which is also why I like Cam I like Cam Reddish now, I love that's, Cam that's Reddish kind of Cam kind of who Cam yep. Reddish is for the right team
1: I think for the Bucks that's a huge thing Do you think I I wanted to ask you this I'll just listen. just to, just to get you Do you think New York should trade R.J. Barrett
0: No. I, That's a cornerstone piece of your team, so no
1: I, I, I just want like i I want to say like if the right person becomes available and you can send R.J. Barrett with a first round pick or something to get a star player in your New York, you wouldn't do it. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that you should do it.
0: And I'm still, saying I'm,
1: this is a, this is this is how New York operates. <laughs> I'm still I'm still gonna say no,
0: because I still think R.J. Barrett is a is a a franchise building block piece. I do not think he's your number one, but I do think he is a piece that you keep because with the right combination, R.J. Barrett, I still think he's a good player. I, 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 I absolutely I like, think I love, a good I love his game, but I think he's just still young. He is, and but you look at that draft class, though, unfortunately, and he's always forever going to be in the shadow of John Morant and Zion Williams. He course. just is. Now, granted, there are times during the college years when R.J. Barrett played better than Zion did, but in the NBA, that has not been the case. Zion well, I, 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 I,
1: I tell you one thing: he's been better at Zion than availability. Being on the damn court. Yes, <laughs> true.
0: And I, like I said, and I think R.J. Barrett's game is developing very well. It is, but no, I wouldn't trade him.
1: I would I would say this though. New York had the chance to trade R.J. Barrett and a first round pick to get which player? Kyrie, Donovan Mitchell. Oh yeah, no, that would, that wasn't happening. That's that they they had the chance, but I, I, like I said, you said it. It's the Knicks' thing. They weren't gonna do it. They should have done it, but you know. I'm not saying Archer like, Barrett ain't good, but I mean no, he's not like, done Listen,
0: I like the I like and I like I like the idea of Jalen Brunson. I wouldn't have paid Jalen Brunson all that money, not that much money. Like
1: I I would say it's okay now, just because the market is so damn yeah, but stupid.
0: You still you're still missing that true star power. You are now. Here's here's something for you. I'm gonna throw this at you. This is where I would consider something outlandish. In true Knicks fashion. I actually, with that team, with an R.J. Barrett, with the with a, with a um, R.J. Barrett and um Jalen Brunson, I wouldn't be, a, I like the idea of like a Kyrie with them. Because you got two guys who can shoot from different spots on the floor and a guy who can distribute the ball to them, and that, that I mean Kyrie. Now granted, I think Kyrie's going to re-sign with the Nets. I think they're going to offer him a contract. Now that they see, now that Kyrie kind of had to shoulder that load since Kevin Durant's been out. And Kyrie's truly started to kind of look like his old
1: self. Kyrie is finally looking like a player that can carry a team because that's always been the knock.
0: Yeah.
1: He's finally looking like a player that can finally carry the team. And he kind of don't have a choice because it ain't going to be Ben Simmons.
0: No. So it ain't going to be Patty Mills. It ain't going to be – what the hell? Uh, it ain't going to be Joe Harris. <laughs> it ain't going to be, um, it's not going to be Nicholas Claxon. It's not going to be, no. uh, and I think it's not going to be Royce O'Neill. So it has to be Kyrie. Like it kind of, you don't have a goddamn choice
1: in that regard. Speaking of that though, Ky- Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant have finally became what the hell we thought they were going to be when they got together. It is, it has been a beautiful thing I, to watch. I want them to stay together. I think they should stay together until they retire. I just want
0: at some point. I don't think it'll be this year. It might. It's possible. It might be. But it's just so I don't know. We haven't gotten to that part of the season yet. But I do I do think there is a time there is a chance at some point that Kyrie and KD can win a ring together. I do. I but believe I, that too. But their team
1: still needs some building. I tell you what the team needs. The team needs for Ben Simmons to stop acting like a bitch and play that. That's that's if Ben Simmons can be anything of what he was in Philadelphia with distributing and playing freaking defense. Any kind of all star level as he was in Philadelphia, Brooklyn would be ridiculous. So as far as distributing, he's got it. I do.
0: I do watch enough basketball film and I do watch him. He does. He distributes the ball well problem is it does it's not enough Um, what's the word it's not deflective enough like you know for a fact if you see Ben Simmons running the break he's gonna pass the break. exactly so there's no there's no secret like if now if you had a combination of Ben running the floor in transition scoring and then distributing okay now it's a little bit more tricky because he will literally
1: stop at the elbow I know it and do a handoff or you know something but it's like Bro, I just need Ben Simmons to go up one time, dunk on somebody, and get the confidence back and just this, keep it pushing. I don't care if Ben Simmons never shoots, but if he dunks and shoots layups, bro, that's cool. Two points is two points bruh, to me. Bruh, you couldn't shoot and you averaged 17 points per game one year. And you already can't shoot free throws. Like, so, bro, just dunk it and do layups.
0: I'm good with it. I just want you to score. Like for because never, never and make sure I say this again. Never. In the history of basketball, have we had a player like this that is that talented that will not shoot the ball?
1: I'm trying to tell you, it's ridiculous. Like even Jason Kidd in his early years, when he when they called him acing because he couldn't shoot the three, Giannis couldn't shoot threes, but he still shot. You had to respect it because you know every now and then it's going yeah. to go in.
0: Now, mind you, Giannis's three at one point did look shit. It
1: did, but now, I mean, it don't always drop, but it 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 yeah, looks. Yeah. It looks pretty. His form is his form is very good now. Yeah, yeah, his yeah, form
0: yeah. is very it's it, it's
1: fluid. I just think I I think the ball is too small for his hands and and yeah. that's something that Shaq dealt with too. But I'm I'm a big fan of him and how he's improved his free throw shooting. Oh.
0: Because he's the only player I've seen in the last 15 years that basically got a 10 second call called on him to where a point where the crowd started counting. Yep. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. And I understand why he was taking so long because he was genuinely trying to, like, you know, find his find his rhythm, find his flow. Every NBA player, even the ones that suck at free throws, they find their rhythm. Yep. And Giannis so happened to be taking 12, 13, 14 seconds. I don't care who. Okay, here we go. Go back and watch the film. It was longer than 10 seconds. They had to start calling it because he was literally taking 12, 13, 14 seconds. Like. Now, mind you, the crowd was counting slow. I was counting it as, you know, the way you should, you know, you know, with, you know, you know, but when I was counting, I was like, bro, Giannis, you kind of getting close, but you know, it's good now. All right. So I think we've delayed it long enough. Yep. All right. Let's get to this NFL talk. (laughs) But where you want to start? I want to start with the, I want to start with my favorite game of the weekend.
1: I don't know what your favorite game of the weekend is, but I'll take a guess and say... Mm. San Francisco, Seattle?
0: No. That Giants, was... Minnesota. Yeah. That was a good game, though. But no, actually, it was actually watching... It was actually Oh, watching... the Jags! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the Jags!
1: Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to talk about this. Oh, so I, listen, I've been that, waiting all week to is, unleash.
0: That is the game because... It was sensational because it should have ended in the first half. It should have. And somehow, some way, Brian Staley found a way to lose. And you know what I didn't know? I learned this because I had to just look into it. And I couldn't figure out figure it out because we we've been talking about this. And, you know, because everybody and their mom is trying to anoint Justin Herbert the same way they tried to anoint Josh Allen, which we'll get to that part of this conversation later on in the show. But um I was like, why in the fuck do the Chargers keep losing? And they don't have an offensive identity. Like I couldn't figure it out. And I was like, Brian Staley's a defensive coach, and I never put two and two together. I didn't realize it. He is he's a defensive coach. And I'm like so I was right the problem is the coach Uh, because you can't have a quarterback like this who's and you can't have an offense that is this potentially explosive and not have an offensive genius of some sort calling plays for it you also let Justin Herbert's favorite target get injured again listen if Mike Williams is not injured, the Jags go home. I'm sorry. I have to. I'm gonna throw it out there because they don't. The Jags secondary would not have had an answer for Mike Williams. They wouldn't. Have.
1: Oh, I'm just. I'm just. I'm just let you go. Say you none.
0: Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, because every they had everything else you needed. You had Austin Eckler doing the damn thing. Austin Eckler looked great. Austin Eckler after the wild card weekend looked like the best running back in the playoffs. He was the best
1: running back in fantasy.
0: Like he looked like the best running back in the playoffs. Even with Christian McCaffrey and Tony Pollard, like, he did. Even with Saquon. And Saquon looked fucking great. He did. I'm going to say it. We'll get to that game here in a minute, too. But for the Jags to do what the Jags did, it goes back to what we talked about on the last episode. I said it, and I'm going to say it again. Doug Peterson was the X-Factor. Because on that fourth and one, he pulled a Bill Belichick. So for my football folks who don't know what I'm talking about, he pulled out a formation that you don't see very often in the modern football era. He pulled out the T formation. And in this T formation, Very interesting. Everybody and their mom thought it was going to be a quarterback sneak or a halfback dive. It ended up being a fake dive, toss outside to a running back, who was fast enough to beat anybody to the edge to get the first down plus another 10 to 12 yards on top of that. Only Doug Peterson. Because Doug Peterson is the same person that called the Philly Special, that won the Super Bowl. It happened. Doug Peterson is a bad man. Doug Peterson played quarterback in the NFL. Some know that, some don't. I'm just here to reiterate that for the ones who... I forgot who
1: you got drafted by. I seen it on TV the other day
0: but just remember that. So it wasn't surprising that the Jags won because I told you guys, I've been rooting for the Jags for a very long time. There was a point in time where the Jags were three and seven, three and seven. They finished season nine and eight. You do the math and you see how many games they won and lost. That was my game of the weekend because okay. I was very much intrigued by that game. I was not surprised by the Dolphins bills because You and I have talked about this all season long. These goddamn division games. I was also not surprised by the Cincinnati Baltimore game because you texted me at halftime and said, what the fuck is going on in this game? And I told you what was going to happen because AFC North has been playing the same type of football since before we were born. Physical, physical football. And I said, it, and I quote, whoever makes the big play in this game's winning the game. What was the big play? Tyler Huntley tried to dive over the pile. Tyler Huntley got stopped. Got the ball knocked out of his hand. A linebacker picked that motherfucker up and took off. Awesome James Harrison in the Super Bowl time. I'm happy hit. you said it cuz
1: I was going to say it. And that ended up being the
0: play of the game. This man needed oxygen if you haven't seen the video yet. My man was mic'd up. That shit was funny. He was mic'd I up. I haven't oh. seen. It. I didn't know he was mic'd up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he almost got he almost got chased down by Mark Andrews. So I only wanted to bring it up because of this next part. Next Gen Stats had this man running at like 16 miles an hour. Which is not bad, right? Mark Andrews was running at almost 19 miles an hour. Mark Andrews was going to catch him. Had his teammate not blocked for him, Mark Andrews would have hawked him down. And Mark Andrews is a big old dude. Yes, he is. So is the linebacker that was taking his damn ball back. And it reminded me of something. And you may or may not remember this. But... In the playoffs, mm-hmm. the Steelers versus the Colts. Back when Jerome Bettis was still playing. This yes. Is when, so this is when they ran the ball and Jerome Bettis fumbled. And the Colts recovered it and took off down the field. And Big Ben made the game-saving Seven. tackle. Yes,
1: I do remember that.
0: That almost happened in this playoff this past weekend. And I was like, bro,
1: that
0: almost happened. Mm. So, are you going to say your favorite game was the Giants game?
1: No, actually, I'm going to comment on what you said first. I'm going to be, it is now my time. No, I'm not going to do the Skip Bayless thing. Um, okay, so I'm going to start by saying my favorite game of the weekend is the same one you, that you picked. Um. The reason why it became my favorite game of the weekend was because I have been telling y'all, all year. I know you said what you said about why they lost and how Staley and, you know, things of that nature. But I've been telling y'all all year. i forgot forgotten who, who San Diego uh, added on defense in the office. I San Diego. Good, good Lord. Chargers. Good, uh, uh, added, Los Angeles. They, they added my corner, J.C. Jackson. They there you go. Khalil Mack. There you go. And I told y'all all year, this defense is going to be the downfall because they can't stop nobody. I said it over and over and over again. At one point, what was it,
0: 24-0?
1: No, it was 20... 27. At one point, it was twenty seven zero, and there was never a point I had felt like the game was over in that game at all. I said, you know what? I, I'm going to give Jacksonville their respect today because if there was one thing that you told me Last week, and then there's another thing you told me when we made our picks at the beginning of the season. You said Trevor Lawrence is going to make the jump to superstar. Trevor Lawrence has arrived. That's exactly what you said.
0: So Trevor Lawrence arrived when they beat the Cowboys in overtime. Of course. Because that, similar concept. They were down a lot. And Trevor Lawrence brought them back. Now, in this game, the reason it was more prevalent is because he threw four interceptions. Yep. yep. Most quarterbacks would have fallen apart at the fucking seams.
1: Of course. And Trevor didn't. You also picked Jacksonville to be 9-8 this season. Obviously, neither one of us saw Tennessee falling off that bad because I think we both picked Tennessee to win I'm, the division. I don't remember, though. I don't I've, I think I think we both had Tennessee winning ten games and Jacksonville winning nine and barely missing. Mm-hmm. So Yeah.
0: It was either that or I that or I had Jacksonville winning the division. One of the But I think, I think we both did go with Tennessee. I think we both I, went with
1: Tennessee, but we both said uh Jacksonville is going to make the playoffs. Yeah, I have to go back and look at my notes. But. So I'm gonna break this thing down. Uh Staley, the coach for the Chargers. As much as I like, he finally got the charges over the hump and into the playoffs. Um, brother, I don't think you're the head coach for them. If your specialty is defense and you give up a 27 point lead, the only reason why that wasn't the biggest comeback in NFL history is because of Matt Ryan. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh, the Oilers. Oh. The Oilers. Whenever they played against Buffalo and they they came back, I think it I think it was uh. Was that the thirty-one point game? Yeah, the thirty-one point game. That's the only reason why right now you don't own the greatest comeback ever, or or being cut back on. You know. So, um. Secondly, this Jacksonville Jaguars team is very well put together, bro. They have
0: their holes, but they they're. they're- they're not overly glaring, but they're still –
1: they're beatable. And I mean, obviously, yeah, by, yeah. Their,
0: by their record, they're obviously beatable. And they have a very tall task this weekend.
1: And, and and when I say they're very well put together, you can see they play for each other. They play for their coach. The chemistry on this, on this offensive side of the ball is real. Trevor Lawrence and Christian Kirk can be special.
0: Listen, they this can be team special. survived – the fuckery that was Urban Meyer last season. Yes. And it galvanized them when Doug Peterson came into the fold and everybody and their mom was talking about, oh, my God, Christian Kirk, I can't believe they paid him all this money. And then you bring in Zay Jones, who played for the Raiders, whose dad played for the Cowboys and won three rings and all this other shit. Yes. And Zay Jones and Christian Kirk looked damn good this year. And then, oh, the injury-prone
1: Evan Ingram... Mm. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, Evan Ingram balling. So damn you, Giants! So you had that
0: happen, and then you still we we bring this up because I don't want anybody to forget this.
1: Calvin Ridley will be on his roster next year, and 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 this and, is this is when shit is getting scary. Jacksonville, I think next year because they have Doug Peterson, and Doug Peterson's like the quarterback whisper. I don't even, I mean, just. Look what he did with Nick Foles. That's I'm, all you need I'm, to know. Damn, Nick! Fo- Look what he did with Carson Wentz because Carson yeah. Wentz hasn't looked the same outside of that system. Yeah. Well, Frank Frank Wright, Oh yeah, was well, yeah. a
0: big part of that too. But yeah, but there's also this. Uh, uh, there's this nugget. This this thing has been floating out there that there is a possibility that the Jacksonville Jaguars will go after DeAndre
1: Hopkins. Oh no, that can't happen. So you mean to tell me... That can't happen. That you could have... Three number ones? That can't happen. And then if you have Zay Jones as your number four? That... J- it, it, you know what? Moving along. Because yeah. I, I can sit here and talk about... Ja- right. Jacksonville is very, very... Intru- they, this is... Wait till we get to the off-season for all I,
0: this stuff. Bruh, I can't wait to see the off-season move. I'm not saying... We got saying, a lot to talk about.
1: I'm not saying... That Jacksonville... Should do anything drastic, but they have to address the defense. They need an
0: elite pass rusher and they need another cornerback for sure. They 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 have to they have because to address the defense. That's their, their weakness. Their pass rush is like bottom of the NFL. They're like twenty nine, which is not good. You need you need pass rushers. but you have a high end. You have some you have some pretty good. You're in some good positions in this upcoming draft to do that. But we're not gonna waste too much more time on this game. We yeah. By, by
1: the way, um, just a little advice, Los Angeles, fire your coach and hire Sean Payton. Yep. Because your coach is supposed to be a defense, a defensive stalwart, and the defense was atrocious. Okay. So now, moving on to the fraudulent game. The, no, we're not moving on to the fraudulent game yet. No, no, no. the fraud. No, no, the fraudulent game because Kim Fo Curtin Company. Okay, that is the fraudulent game. Day. Yeah, because we talked. I tried to tell y'all, bro. Y'all listen. You you agreed. We, we both did. picked the Giants. We did. I tried to tell y'all that defense of the Vikings can't hold nothing, and Saquon had a freaking field day against them. Well, and it's been like that
0: since week ten. And you I know, think, I think it was week ten when they went like that secondary, which. Was already kind of vulnerable. Yes, but they started playing those teams with those quarterbacks. Yes, To really fling it? Because well, not to mention that stomping that the Cowboys put on them. I'm
1: Ooh. I'm just I'm so happy that Daniel Jones lived up to that. because you know everybody's talking about Dak Prescott's game. We'll get there in a little bit, but something that's being overlooked: Daniel Jones played one hell of a game, bro. He, he did. played a hell of a game. Saquon played a hell of a. This is the and just like we talked about,
0: Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, Brian Dayball for Daniel Jones yes. has been great. And this is now two quarterbacks. The Brian Dayball has essentially turned around. T- well, tight- tightened up on. Yeah, obviously the first one is Josh Allen. Yes, but but we'll talk about that when we get to the game. But um,
1: I think the bigger t- I, th- I think the bigger turnaround was Daniel Jones over Josh Allen. You always knew he had the talent and stuff there, but Daniel Jones is questioned for so long. And well, yes. and I'm just, I, I've always been like, okay, he might not be a top 10 quarterback, but. Is he the Giants franchise quarterback is the question.
0: Today, every single, every single sports show I watch today, or at least listen to via audio, said that people are overreacting to the season that Daniel Jones had because of Brian Dayball. And they're saying the only reason that this happened is because Brian Dayball didn't have a choice because management said, Make it work with Daniel
1: Jones. Okay, so if, if 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 that's the case, then he can do it again. And I'm not saying that Dan, Daniel Jones isn't a top ten quarterback in the NFL. No, but what Daniel Jones is is bringing up your talk shows. If Daniel Jones wouldn't have been drafted so high, he would be considered overachieving right now. One hundred percent. So. It's it's kind of not his fault he got drafted so high, but the Giants looked at him. They liked him, that, <laughs> and, they, to say, and they picked him. Yeah,
0: there was a reach. So He's still yeah. he's still better than
1: Mitch Trubisky. Oh, that's not saying a lot. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said what I'm I said. Just, you, you know what? Um, and to be fair to Daniel Jones, I mean, the last quarterback that the Giants won with wasn't this over-the-top quarterback either. It was a guy that got up for big games. So, yeah.
0: So, I mean, they have some interesting things to discuss in the offseason as well. Do you move forward with Daniel Jones? Do you move away? Like, what do you. But again, we'll discuss that when we get to the, the I part think, of the show.
1: I do think. um, I think you see if you could give him a two and one. Um, but you just give him a lot, give him a lot of money on a two and one, because <clears throat> for all the shit that he's taken, he's really not that bad. And unless, unless you're going to tell me we're going to draft one of the top quarterbacks in college right now, and we believe that he is going to be better than Daniel Jones, you don't have a high enough exactly to do so. Exactly. So because you actually had a good season. Exactly. So unless you're gonna get Lamar Jackson, I don't see the point in getting rid of Daniel Jones this offseason. He's he's not bad. He's just not a great quarterback. Yeah, looking at the quote-unquote
0: free-agent quarterback market, it's like, eh. I mean, it's, I don't know. Anywho, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Um, Shortly on this 49ers-Seattle game, we all knew what was going to happen. We love the story of what happened with Geno Smith this year. It was great. Ugi's just drew the wrong team in the first round. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Definitely. Sorry, sorry, to, sorry to tell Sorry. You weren't gonna be San Francisco. It wasn't happening.
1: I didn't think it was gonna be a closer game though. I did not. I I thought it was gonna be a closer game just for the simple fact that
0: um that defense was way too good.
1: Well yeah, I, I just thought I thought it was gonna be a closer game just because I relied on the inexperience okay. of Brock Purdy. But for you, it to be a closer but, game.
0: But you forget the experience of Kyle Shanahan.
1: Sure, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. call it what but, you
0: will, but you're dealing with Pete Carroll and Kyle Shanahan who have both been in multiple Super Bowls. So you can't knock that kind of experience. Even if it even if he was he's been there as a coordinator and as a head coach. So and you got to look at the 49ers' system. And somebody said it today and I thought it was very interesting and I liked the way it was worded. San Francisco's offensive system is not built for a superstar quarterback. You don't need a superstar quarterback for it to work.
1: That's actually true because you you do have, you have a, you can say two dominant running backs because if you want to throw Debo as the dominant yeah. running back with, with but, Christian McCaffrey, the Christian McCaffrey trade is proving amazing. to be a thing of freaking genius. And Carolina, has to be kicked. I mean, they obviously they didn't want to want him to walk in the off season. Yeah, and, he didn't really have much of a. Yeah, choice. but you just you just have to feel like Carolina literally wasted a three years, three four. I don't remember, but it, I mean, they still got
0: the compensation wasn't, ba- wasn't right, but bad, right? But I'm saying but...
1: Ca- Ca- Carolina wasted years of this man's career, even though he was hurt a lot of it. Yeah, but I mean, but he, he wouldn't have been hurt had he not been having to carry the freaking load well, the whole time.
0: If if him and his quarterback at the time, Cam Newton, would have stayed healthy, we're talking about something different. Yeah, We're talking about something way different. Way different. But that obviously didn't happen. Yeah. But um, back on this Niners thing, but but what their system does require is a quarterback who is accurate on the move. Because that's very much, you have to be able to run this West Coast, this bootleg, because, and he does. And he, and I think Brock Purdy ran it very well. I think that's why Jimmy G was also so successful in this system. I do not think, from the few the, the sample size that we currently have, I don't think Trey Lance fits the system as well as I thought he would.
1: I never thought Trey Lance was going to really fit this system. I Nor did I, I never believe Trey Lance was a franchise quarterback.
0: No, but I thought he was, I thought he would be good enough given the talent around him. If that makes sense.
1: I, no, no, most definitely.
0: because so that And that was why I was like, I mean, yeah, no, I didn't. Do I think? Hell no. Hell no. I don't think he ever would have been a top 10 quarterback. I don't even know if he'd have been a top. Now, his, his rushing upside would have been top 10. Of course. But the total package. But here, here.
1: here's the problem now. A lot of rushing quarterbacks can throw from the freaking pocket. I'll yeah. Lamar Jackson before anybody comes on here and says, Lamar Jackson can't throw from the pocket. You're stupid.
0: Lamar, Jalen Hurts, Justin Fields. Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, Justin, Justin, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers. Well, Aaron Rodgers also can throw awkwardly with the without a platform. Patrick
1: Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes I'm just, is just
0: a wizard. I mean, you know, we're just kind of throwing quarterbacks. We just named the upper echelon of quarterbacks yeah, basically uh, in the NFL.
1: Um, Dak is pretty accurate on the run too. So yeah, I give him his props. I mean, he he showed that in the in the yeah, Monday Night game, which we're going to get to. Yeah, at some point. Sorry, now we're just going to make you wait.
0: One hundred percent. So. Uh, so we finished that off, like we said, Minnesota. Sorry to say it, but this Bengals game. What a game! What a game! That was. I don't know if nail biting is the word, but it was the closest game of the weekend. Absolutely. It was a great. It was a great game for me and you because of the type of football we yeah yeah watching. yeah like yes cool, I, th- th- there
1: was there was never a point where I thought the Ravens were going to win the game, but, but it got I, to the point where I was like the Ravens could have a chance to pull off the upset if they make one big play and Cincinnati was the one that made the play. And you, you call it dead ass on the money, too. It was like somebody's going to have to make the big play and whoever makes the big play is going to win this game. And you called it. Cincinnati made the big play. With, so
0: without If the Ravens don't have J.K. Dobbins on offense, this game would have been over in the first half. J.K. Dobbins gave you everything he had. He really did. I I was impressed. Yeah, like for him to come back from the type of injuries and whatnot yep. that he had, he played his ass off. Um, <laughs> Mark Andrews had his best game as a
1: Raven in the playoffs, um, despite not having Lamar. So, so here's my question to you then: If Lamar plays that game, do they put the Bengals on the ropes and win this game?
0: I think you have an overtime game on your hands. I do too. I still think the Bengals will win, but I think you have an too. overtime game on your hands.
1: But it would it would it would have definitely. The the fact that Huntley was the quarterback down the stretch when the game got close made me feel at ease about Cincinnati winning the game. Yeah. And it just the more
0: you watch that game, the more I felt like Lamar's price tag was going up. But again, we'll we'll get to that offseason part of it when it's time. We got we'll have a lot of content for the offseason, so I don't want to yeah. spoil none of that good stuff.
1: Uh Buffalo, Miami.
0: I wasn't surprised by the outcome. Of course not. I do think it's a different game if two is playing. Yep. Because Tyreek was – Tyreek had a slow start. Jalen Waddle was an afterthought until, like, the n- middle to end of the third quarter. Yeah. He was. He had, like, three targets for no catches, and he finally had a 12-yard catch on a hitch route. Um, it was a weird game. He had some really weird, awkward drops. Um, Raheem Mostert breaking his thumb was also a big deal – um, the prior week. So, I mean, you had um. Jeff Wilson carrying the load, but it just, I don't know, it just wasn't, Mi- Miami just, they, they limped into the playoffs.
1: It was literally just an ugly division game. And the problem is
0: <laughs> Miami wasn't at full strength, and damn near still had a chance to pull this game off, but playoff Gabe made an appearance.
1: Playoff Gabe. That's what they've That's what, they, that's what they dubbed him, is playoff game. Maybe you should slow down on picking Gabe Davis in fantasy. Yeah. Because,
0: because he's playoff reason, game. The reason Dave Davis was drafted so much in fantasy this past season was because of what he did in the playoffs last year, thinking it would translate into the regular season.
1: Playoff game is the equivalent of NBA's playoff rondo. Yeah. That's, he, did, he
0: did come to play. Yeah. He, he uh, but his quarterback. Oh, his quarterback.
1: I think my, my, Miami knows because you play these guys two times. This this is the crazy thing about the playoffs. You sometimes you play teams you don't play for like three or four years because of the division. You know how the divisions mm-hmm. go. So, but this Miami, was your,
0: this was your third time playing.
1: Exactly. So my if any team, if I'd have to choose any team that Buffalo didn't want to play in the first round, it would have been Miami because Miami knows your tendencies. Or the, they study you. Or if somehow, some way, the Jets would have got it, you wouldn't want to see the Jets no. all the third time. No, 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 you wouldn't have. And then, and, and exact division games are just we know your tendencies, we know your favorite targets, we, like, we know your, all that. Your division games are the equivalent of, of dealing with your ex.
0: Ooh, that's a good comparison. Like, and when I say in this ex, I don't mean like ex girlfriend, ex boyfriend, I mean like ex husband, ex wife. Because you've been together for a very long time. Usually, hopefully, you know, you know, you know, everything about that person in, you know, the good, the bad and the ugly. And it's never it's never easy. Yep. It, that's just how I see it. So but what I did see is something that is continuing to be true. I said this to myself in the car. I had to make sure it sounded right. It didn't sound right to me. In my head, so I had to say it out loud. And then when I said it out loud, I was like, yeah, yeah, I was right. Josh Allen in the
1: playoffs currently is the worst red zone quarterback remaining. You know what? I am here today to tell you this Josh Allen is the modern day Brett Favre. Oh yeah, I've said that from a while. And and, it, it's true. and 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 when and the reason why I say that, if he's not thirty yards out and throwing balls for the touchdown, they're normally not scoring within twenty five, which is technically the red zone, twenty five yards yep. or less. But it's also why their offense had issues
0: last year because of the lack of run game. Yep, like the the. The like now here's here's the crazy thing. What would change everything for a team like Buffalo is if they had a receiver of in first of all, before I, this is not me knocking anything about Stephon Diggs or anything of that nature, but if you had a receiver kinda like how Stafford had a Megatron or Brady had a Randy Moss or things like a guy like that, like I'm talking about like a six foot four, six foot five a Julio Jones, a big receiver. Yeah. Josh Allen will be. We we'll be having a whole different conversation. I I just now because I think Diggs is Diggs. six two, D- Diggs might be six two six one. And then Gabe Davis is right around the same. Yep. Um Isaiah whatever oh, I can't remember. Isaiah their slot receiver. Yeah, he's like six one. Then Cole Beasley is like five ten.
1: I do believe that. Um, well, and then
0: well, Dawson Knox is almost yeah. six. He's like six four in some chances.
1: I, I I do believe that they need a running game but I
0: also believe I like the way that their running game was this year because adding Dalvin Cook's little brother James Cook and then Devin Singletary finally taking the reins as like the lead back was good I think they're fine now the problem still remains this is where I talked about which this is where we talked about the, the Brian Dayball thing because since Brian Dayball left Buffalo Josh Allen in the red zone has become kind of his normal self He is vulnerable in the red zone because teams give him the cover two look. When the ball is snapped, they drop back to cover three because he saw a hole in the seam. He threw the ball in the seam and the ball is picked off because he didn't see the safety or the linebacker that faded to the thirds
1: to pick that ball off. There's some football for y'all. That is some that. Yeah, that's some football. I, I do believe that he. He does need a big receiver. It doesn't have to be an elite receiver. Somebody like a uh, what was the guy from the Cardinals? I used to say he had the best hands in football because he wouldn't Larry drop Fitzgerald? shit. No, not Larry Fitzgerald. Not, not, oh, not, Anquan Bolton. No, damn, I'm naming guys that played for Cardinals. No, no, he he played for the Cardinals like one season. I think he played for the Patriots. Uh, the the uh, uh, uh John Brown. John Brown is on the roster. Okay, so Smokey, yeah, John yeah, okay, Brown okay. Is, he's the fourth or he's the fourth okay. or fifth receiver for the so for the Bears. so. The reason why I bring up John Brown is because John Brown was pretty quick. He, he could catch over the top and things like that, but John Brown really excelled inside the numbers because he would get hit and still hold on to the ball no matter what. I just feel like Stephon Diggs, Gabe Davis, if they if 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 they don't get open enough to where they're not going to get hit when they catch this ball, it they they're prop they're, prob- they're going to drop the ball. When they get hit, like it's, it's they don't like contact. And Diggs, you, Diggs you, does. Diggs, Diggs, Diggs will catch that ball. Diggs will, ca- D- yeah, Diggs will catch the ball. But my problem is if that's your best receiver, you don't, D- Diggs isn't, Diggs does not want to go through the slot. You, you, you got to get this man a guy that doesn't mind going through the slot. They don't have to be an elite receiver, they just have to be a good slot receiver. Hey man, go get him the uh, go get him the Jimmy Graham type. That exactly, some somebody like that. Yes, a hands guy. Yes, Anquan Bowlin was a good was a good one too. When you say Anquan Bowlin, but that's not in my mind. In, in my mind at the time, that's not a, who I was thinking of. Reliable set of hands. Reliable set. of hands. I never forget when my manager at Bucky's called him Anquan's no hand bowling. I was like, you're stupid as hell. Okay, so let's get to it. So. Uh, I hate having to do this, but I'm not. Ain't nothing for me to do. Um, Listen, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. You know what? I'm gonna run through this game real quick. Cause I, you know, you said you John. They asked for 15 minutes soliloquy. You said you're gonna give him four minutes. No, I'm no, gonna no. Give, I'm, I'm, I said four minutes or less. Okay, four minutes or less. You ain't getting four minutes. I said all I need was one minute, and here we go with my one minute. You ready? Timing. Timing. Tampa Bay wasn't good all year. Dallas played an inferior team, and they actually played like they were better than Tampa Bay. That's it. There's nothing else to dissect here.
0: 11 seconds. Um, Here's what I'm going to say about this game. Congratulations, Dallas. You beat a team you were supposed to beat. Surprisingly. Like, no, this is not even a surprise. You beat a team that was under 500. No, 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 no I'm, I'm saying. Like, Dallas
1: beat a team they were supposed to yes. beat. Surprisingly. Yes. Now, had... <laughs>
0: This, this game had
1: everything you needed to be
0: devastating had y'all lost. Had y'all lost, y'all damn near would have had to blow up the Dallas Cowboys roster. But you didn't. Now, even with Brett Maher almost fucking y'all out this game.
1: I didn't want to bring it up, but oh, yeah. I'm bringing, I'm
0: bringing it all up. We ain't going to just talk about the good that happened in this game. Your fucking kicker missed three, I'm sorry, four PATs in this game. Fam, if y'all lost this game by a field goal, it'd have been your kicker's fault. Just know that. So, that happened. Now, kudos to Dak Prescott. Played phenomenal. Played his best game ever I think I've ever seen him play. And I've seen a lot. Just cause I like to watch a lot of football. But his small playoff sample size, definitely his best game. Um Tony Pollard, hell of a game. Definitely hell. Of a- um, did you know this? Of Zeke and Tony Pollard's last 40 carries, like each one of their 40 carries. Oh, yeah,
1: I saw this on, on, on you, Facebook. Okay,
0: so Zeke is at
1: like 70, 74
0: yards, and Tony Pollard's at like 136 yards. Yeah. Like it's but, like but, absurd.
1: But, but, but I have been screaming all year for Dallas to make Tony Pollard the lead back. They're not going to. But I just want to bring it up. Um, CeeDee Lamb, cool.
0: You played, a good, you played the game you're supposed to play. T.Y. Hilton, hey, shout out to you for coming T.Y. out. T.Y. Hilton just blew yeah. up in this game. Shout out for coming off the couch. And doing exactly what really with the Cowboys' page, I mean, I need you to make two to three solid catches, and we good. Michael Gallup is really starting to round into the form that they need him to. And yep. um, your boy Noah Brown, there we go. No, well, oh, fuck that. Dalton Schultz was the, the main killer in this that, game. That boy
1: said, "My boy, you damn well know." Yeah, well, we talking about fantasy, not for reality.
0: <laughs> okay, <laughs> but. You know, for fantasy Dalton Schultz was and for reality
1: Dalton Schultz was a Dalton dude. Schultz had a hell of a game too.
0: He he kind of killed Tampa because really CD Lamb's last touchdown was kind of like eh okay.
1: Okay, so I'm I you you know what? As you say that, I have to give props to Mike McCarthy because Mike McCarthy finally for once I feel like had them prepared. He dove into the analytics. He knows that Tampa Bay gives up a lot of points to tight ends and touchdowns to tight ends. He knew that. They give up yards and touchdowns to tight ends. He knew that. He focused on Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is going to eventually be a top tight end in the league. And, and starting next year, he should be. And the Cowboys should feature him more. And and yeah. he he had him ready. And for the first time, I watched the Cowboys game, and I was like, they were prepared for this damn game. And they did something that only a few teams have done. You
0: continued to pour it on a Tom Brady-led team to yes. not give him a chance to come back. Because this game on the flip side of this game was the worst game I've ever seen Tom Brady play. Oh man. And I hate to do that because this is we're talking about my quarterback here. But it's the truth
1: the worst game I've ever seen him play. And, and, and you know what? Not to discredit Dallas' defense in any kind of way, but Tom Brady looked like he was scared to get hit. Um, Even though a lot of players got, got activated that were injured for Tampa Bay all year, a lot of them came out looking like they weren't well, in game the pro- form. A lot
0: of players couldn't...
1: I say players. Skill players could not get open. No. Because...
0: If their O line was 90% healthy, they could have taken advantage of the Mike Evans and Trayvon Diggs matchup. But Trayvon Diggs was also lined up on Chris Godwin a lot more. Yeah, they know better. Because they wanted to put him on a. Uh, because they knew Tom Brady loves his slot receivers, which in right. this case was Chris Godwin. So they didn't give him time to get the ball to Mike Evans, and the connection between him and
1: Mike Evans was just awful. The rhythm was off the entire game. Once, once Mike Evans dropped that that pass that drop straight in his arm, the I said, "Yeah, sh- they the have one- no ge- they have no chance of winning this game." The one that should have been a touchdown. Yes. Okay, that was. That I, was- I, I felt I felt so bad for Tom Brady at that point. I was like, "Bruh." So, you know, props to the Cowboys. Y'all played a complete game. Michael Parsons showed up and balled out. The rest of your defense showed up and played. Pretty well. I'm not going to say they balled out, but they played nope. pretty well. They played good enough.
0: Keep your eye on this, too. Micah Parsons got nicked up in the fourth quarter of that game, too. Looked like his ankle or his knee, one of the two. He came up limping. Yeah. He He's favoring that lick. Well, yeah.
1: goes back into he'll some be. of the uh, stuff that we talked about. Yeah.
0: Um. So. So, you know what? You want to pick these games?
1: Yeah, let's pick these games.
0: All right, cool. So, since we're already on Dallas, let's start with this Dallas-San Francisco game. Okay. So, I like this game. And I like this game because there's a lot of history in this game. Uh huh. A lot of San Francisco, Dallas history.
1: Because Dallas uh, usurped San Francisco. Dallas back in the nineties. Dallas to, couldn't
0: beat San Francisco for a while, and, they, and yeah. they finally had to go get Deion Sanders from San Francisco. And they probably
1: him. like Skip Bayless says, and I go back and and I had to go back and look. Dallas probably leaped San Francisco a year earlier than they were supposed to. Yes. So, yeah. Um. A lot of history in this. Yeah, and if you're Deion Sanders, what side do you take?
0: Good question. <laughs> um, he played for both. <laughs> so, I mean, if you look at this game across the board, up and down. Yeah, who are you taking?
1: I that's all that. That's what I want to know. Who are you taking?
0: I'm. I mean, I'm taking. I'm still taking San Francisco. Of course, you are. I, I think I've said this, and I'm gonna reiterate this, just so the world understands where I'm going with this. Philadelphia is still the best team. San Francisco is the most dangerous team. What well, defense wins championships? Like I said, and you got yeah. Like I said, San Francisco is the most dangerous team. Okay.
1: Right now we're talking about the NFC. We ain't got yeah. the AFC side well, of this yeah. thing yet.
0: But what you got? I'm sure you got the same thing I got. This, but...
1: Absolutely not. I'm taking Dallas, bro. I really am, and I know people out there are going to be surprised. You're you're over here looking like what the hell? I'm taking Dallas. And the reason why I'm going to take Dallas in this game...
0: Ooh, let me guess. You're going to say this is This is Purdy's worst game.
1: You're going to use my theory like I used earlier? In the no. Okay. No, 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 no. I'm not going to say... I'm, what, what, what I will say is that I believe that... And I want y'all to hear me out because I know he doesn't have a good track record. Oh, Mike I, McCarthy? I believe that Mike McCarthy... We'll put together a game plan where Tony Pollard is featured a lot more. He has to. That's the only way Dallas will win this game. You gotta stop running on first and ten with Zeke, which they did. A, which they didn't do a lot of last week. Thank God, because if they would have just run first and ten over and over again with Zeke, you you gotta that that's been the Achilles heel for Dallas all year on offense. You you know first and ten, they're going to put Zeke in the game and they're going to hand the freaking ball off every single time. And listen, I've been back and forth all day, and I'm not being a prisoner of the moment because people are like, man, well, Dallas had a good – no, I just – also, as you brought up, the inexperience of Brock Purdy, it's eventually – I think it's eventually going to show itself because – I love Christian McCaffrey. I love Debo Samuel, and I think they could do amazing things, and and prop Brock Purdy up. But I do believe that this Dallas team is capable of going back and forth in scoring, and if they could okay. pu- if they could put Brock Purdy in a shootout to where we can't throw the ball to the flats and we can't run the ball. If Dak can have a 75% performance of last week with this team, and I think he will. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, Dak plays bad in the playoffs. No, he just doesn't win. He doesn't play bad in the playoffs. He hasn't been he, in the playoffs very much. He I, Cowboys have been. No, no, Dak. Dak. The has Dak has been, been in the playoffs a lot since he's been in the league. I think they missed the playoffs he, twice since he he's been in the league. Been, he hasn't made any deep runs in the playoffs. No, he hasn't made any deep runs in the playoffs. Like, but he has always played pretty good. He's always played good in the playoffs. Yeah, and I'm not – no. But so
0: I like all the points you brought up because I want to play the other side. I want to play the San Francisco side of this. Everything you said is completely true. It should – if Mike McCarthy goes about that
1: route, that's what should happen.
0: I am of the thought process that the Dallas Cowboys
1: do the Dallas Cowboys do. Yeah, I know. An accident waiting to happen, dog. Yeah, so <laughs> –
0: But I'm going to stop making fun of the Cowboys in this, and I'm going to be serious. Yeah. The X factor in this game is going to be Brandon Ayuk. Because the focus is going to be so much on Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, and George Kittle, not to mention Elijah Mitchell for that matter, the backup running back. Of course. That you cannot. The problem is his is, too. You cannot put Trayvon Diggs on Debo Samuel the entire game. Because he's not strong enough. I'm, I'm
1: saying he's not strong enough. He's not strong, nor, nor is he, he – I'm okay. I don't even know – he ain't fast I, enough. I am under the impression at this point, and a lot of people, a lot of Dallas fans might be mad at this, and you know how I feel about this. Mm-hmm. I am under the impression that Trayvon Diggs is not the best corner in Dallas. He gives up too much over the top. Please, yeah. Cowboys, do not put Trayvon Diggs on Debo Samuel. Debo will burn him. I do like Dallas's new number 2.
0: He's from Florida state. He's 6 foot 4. He was the one guarding Mike Evans when, yep. whenever Trayvon Diggs was guarding uh, yep. Chris uh Chris Godwin. Don't ask me his name. I just did a I little can't bit. Remember of, his name. I did a little bit of a little bit of light reading on him. Yeah, I yeah. was like,
1: "All right, and I looked at some film and I was like, "He's he's the better corner." I he's mean,
0: just, well He's not the better corner. He's the bigger corner. No, he's... De- and he's got... I like his... Um, He's still... He's
1: still raw, but he's... But you can tell that Dan Quinn has had his his hands on him. Let, let me tell you why I say he's the better corner. Trayvon Diggs has been in the league, what, now? Three years? Yes. Three this, years. This, I believe, is three. It's three years. He's been top five in yards given up every single year for a corner. Well, I don't care how many interceptions he got. I, I don't. I, I really don't. He wasn't even in the conversation this year. That, exactly. But I'm just saying, like, because a lot of people always say, well, look at Trayvon Diggs last year, and look how many interceptions he got. Yeah, but look how many yards he gave up. Yeah, he got them in his – your true lockdown corners don't get the ball thrown
0: to them. Here's what I'm going to say. For those who like to say that, I'm going to say, what did he do this year? I am a what have you done for me lately kind of guy. Okay, yep. So what did he do this year? Because he was outshined, listen to me, outshined by a rookie in Sauce Gardner, one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: He was outshined by
1: another rookie, Patrick Sertan, in the same conference. You know what? By the way, shout out to Sauce Gardner making all-pro first team as a freaking rookie, bruh. Not to mention, did
0: you see the stat for how many touchdowns he gave up this year?
1: I didn't. It was just, it,
0: wow. Saucy, man, hey. (laughs) He gave up one touchdown. Shout out to Sauce man. So he made the Pro Bowl, and he made the All-Pro. So, anywho, but like I said, Brandon Ayuk, definitely the X Factor, because if Brandon Ayuk gets loose in this game, which he's very highly capable of doing, him and Brock Purdy have a very good connection, so it'll be very interesting. I won't be surprised if this game comes down to the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be a messy first quarter for both sides. I think it's going to be be a feel-out period. I just think it's going to be messy, just because it's going to be chaotic. By halftime, you're going to have a um, you're going to have a foggy picture, but you'll be able to see a little bit. But by the third quarter, it'll start getting real interesting. But but, you
1: know, and 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 you know, John L probably out there like, man. He just trying to jinx the cut. Co- no, I really I, I really do believe that the, I, I I do believe that the Cowboys are gonna win this game. I just it's something. It is something about this Cowboys team compared to the last couple. I think they have been through enough now ups and downs. And the inexperience of Brock Purdy is bound to catch up to them. Even though I said, you know, back then I was like the, the inexperience is is going to pay off in the end for San Francisco, yeah. as in he doesn't know how big the moment is. But I think this game is going to be the one where it's like, okay, everything points to you winning this game. And I just I, – I feel like the pressure is going to be a lot. Now, Debo Samuel goes off for 150 yards with two touchdowns or something. I mean, hey, what it is do? what it is, you know, yeah. but <laughs>
0: – so. Let's move on. We got some other games we need to cover anyway. Uh, let's go Eagles-Giants.
1: I don't even know why you're asking me. You know who I'm going with. So I know you're going with Saquon and company. Yeah, I, I, I got, got to. I'm a, I, I'm a Giants fan. I have to go with them. But if you gave me a scale of 1 to 10 on how, I've, how confident I feel about the Giants, especially knowing today that Jalen Hurst is going to play, um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm like at a 3. Mm, um, I'm not going.
0: I was going gonna... to think you were going to say a four, bro no, I'm, I,
1: I'm at a, I'm at about a three. I just so AJ Brown, bro. AJ th- Brown, you th- have that a, yeah. that connection. Shout no. out to the Eagles for doing what no, no. other organizations don't do, bro.
0: You stole him from Tennessee, which caused Tennessee to fire their GM.
1: Yeah, that's why I said shout out to the Eagles because. Justin Fields could use a AJ Brown right now, and y'all would see how good Justin Fields is. Yeah. So
0: like, because I mean, well, and you brought him a Chase Claypool, but very late in the season. So I do. No I, I I do want to see how that's going to look when you get a full off season together, and I think it will be good. But so you're taking you're taking the Giants. Um, I'm taking the Eagles, of course, because you also have Lane Johnson coming back this week as well. And I know the Eagles have been off for feels like a fucking eternity now. But is now we're going to see the number one seeds play. But I've said it: the Eagles have been the best team in the NFC pretty much the entire season. They just have, even when in their shaky games, which they really didn't have shaky games until Jalen Hurts went down. Like I can't recall looking at their games this year with Jalen Hurts has been playing where they haven't looked like the you know the, the best team in football. Yeah. So I'm going to stick I, with that because until you beat this team. At the top of their, you know, with like pretty much this weekend, Yep, you, I'm not divvying away from it because the only fraud that we had that was
1: towards the top in the NFC was the Vikings and they're at home now. I'll say this. Um in order for New York to win this game, Saquon Barkley is going to have to emerge as a superstar this week. Yeah. I mean, he's he I no disrespect he is a star running back. He's good. Everybody knows he's good. But this is going to have to be the week for him to take a leap into superstardom for the Giants to win this game. Um I'm gonna can I can I take it a
0: deeper level? Good. The Giants receiving core has got to show up. Yep. Because at some point, and it's going to happen, the Eagles will stop the run. Because the Eagles aren't bad against the run. No, the they're Eagles are very pretty good against the run. The Eagles' defense is, and is second, very good. Their secondary is actually good. Yeah, as the well. Eagles' but, defense is
1: good, bro. If you
0: have another situation Slayton where. Slayton
1: and them boys back there, dude, yeah.
0: If you have another situation where Darius Slayton drops a ball in the fourth quarter, the Giants lose in this game. Period. But I, I mean, I already think they're going to lose. But you cannot have. I guess in this case, is Slayton
1: y'all's number one right now? I I would assume. Or is he it is. Kenny Galladay? Or I don't know. No, I I, I think at this point I'd go with, with with Slayton. Okay. Because Slayton has been he's been the one garnering the double teams and the uh, the cover ones over the top and okay. things like that. Uh, for those of y'all that don't know football, just go watch the film. You'll figure it out eventually. Or okay. Go play go play some Madden. All um, right.
0: So I'm with you. So but yeah, I think it's it's got to be the receiving core has got to come alive because the Eagles secondary now. <laughs> I would love to say it would be
1: very nice to have Evan Ingram right now. Yeah,
0: And just like we talk about X-Factors, well, I've been talking about X-Factors. The X-Factor in this game, you said for you is Saquon Barkley. Obviously, I said the Eagles, I mean, the Giants' receiving court needs to step up. But my X-Factor in this game is Devontae Smith. Yeah. Because there's going to be so much attention on A.J. Brown, on Jalen Hurts, on um, Miles Sanders, and um, Dallas Goddard that Devontae Smith can just do
1: what Devontae Smith does and he could take the game over. Like I said, if if I had to bet on this game, I would bet on the Eagles. But I am going to ride with my team or my second team, whatever you want to call it. I'm going to ride with the Giants. And, and it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility the Giants can win this game because it's not – We've seen crazier things in football. Uh, I think the correct term here is the Giants have a puncher's chance. Yeah, they're playing with house money like the Jacksonville Jaguars. Right. The Giants have nothing to lose. No. Nobody expected them to make it this far. I mean, we expected them to beat the Vikings. But, uh, you know, a lot of people didn't expect them to make it to the playoffs this year. Um, I damn sure didn't see three NFC East teams making it to the playoffs. So I originally had the Giants out the playoffs because I thought I called the record on the money I just thought their record wasn't going to be enough to get them into the playoffs So so
0: this has happened three times in the history of the NFL yeah it's beautiful this year 1997 and 1992
1: so we can we can all agree now that the NFC East was the best division in football this year yes so and so yeah two of those three times that this happened
0: the NFC East was the team the division with three teams yeah so um the other time was in 92 when the Cowboys won the Super Bowl so just throwing that out
1: there I, I i will I will say uh it would be beautiful if the Cowboys beat San Francisco because no matter who wins this game between the Eagles and the Cowboys it's gonna be a division game but no matter what even if, if the Cowboys win this game, and I got them winning the game against, I, I, they, they're going to lose to whoever they play against in the NFC Championship. Fair so, enough.
0: So, so flipping over to the AFC side yes. of this game. Yes. Um, let's go. I don't want to do that game. Let's go Buffalo and um, Buffalo Cincinnati. Last time we saw this game, I told obviously you. We remember. We all remember. Very well. What happened, and now we're going to get that same. We're going to get the game we thought we were going to get on Monday
1: night. I told you. Tell me what. Earlier this year. Over and over again, same way you were with Jacksonville. I have not given up on Cincy, bro. You I can. picked them. I picked them last year. They got to the Super Bowl, and guess what? I'm picking them again this year. Cincy is going to march into Buffalo. And they're going to upset the Buffalo Bills. Damn. That is just what's going to happen. And let me tell you something else. Since he has the better running back, yes. Since he might have the better quarterback, at least in the red zone. In red zone terms, they definitely have the better quarterback. Hell, in the playoffs. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Burrow's a beast. Not only that, a lot of people might lose their mind over this. But since he has the better wide receiver over Stefan Diggs. I am that sold on Jamar Chase. I would say that the Bengals have the better receiving core. They do. They have
0: one of the better trios in the entire they league. They
1: definitely do. You have two guys
0: who could be number ones on pretty much anybody's team. Um, the problem is, the only problem, is that since he's down 3-0 linemen, three starting.
1: Yeah, but you, but, but you know what, though? I'm not too much worried about that just because the offensive line wasn't great last year, and they still made it. No, but it was
0: much improved this year. Of course, but the the Bills do have a good pass rush, a great pass, a rush great pass and rush, a, and a great secondary.
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting. But here, here, but you know what though, my whole thing with the secondary, and I've been preaching this since it happened, Micah Hyde going down, flipped the tables for me. As Buffalo being the favorite to win the Super Bowl, it did because it took away a guy that could play man-to-man and shut people down. Then Demar Hamlin stepped up and played freaking amazing, and now Demar Hamlin isn't playing yeah. in this game, which takes a, which 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 is another thing. So it's kind of like well, not to mention you're you're missing a another key one here is they lost Von Miller and they right. I just don't think that – I think Cincinnati is the perfect storm receiver-wise. Yes. To expose that. Now, we get into a shootout here. I mean, anything is possible because Josh Allen can definitely throw in a shootout.
0: The problem is Cincinnati still has Eli Apple.
1: (laughs) Eli Apple can't stop a nosebleed.
0: That's all I'm saying. I, I know I he was on the
1: Giants, man. And then I, think, uh, I,
0: I, do, I do still think Cincinnati pulls this game off. I do think we have a rematch of the AFC yep. Championship of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Cincinnati Bengals. Spoiler alert on obviously who I'm picking in the other game. Well, let's dive right in then. <laughs> so you have Jacksonville versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Jacksonville, unfortunately... Just like how Dallas has drawn a buzzsaw in this next round, you have also drawn a buzzsaw in the next round. And you're drawing the best team in the AFC.
1: I would feel more confident in Jacksonville had they drawn Buffalo. Oh, yeah. Um, I would have given them a chance. I would have gave them a but, chance against Buffalo.
0: But that's but, – but boy, but Jacksonville's secondary against Josh Allen. Would, I don't know. But I understand what you're saying. But I,
1: because I know if they get into a shootout, you know, they, they, Jacksonville would have definitely had the the offensive weapons to, to keep up in the yeah. shootout. Now, mind you,
0: the last time we saw Jacksonville and Kansas City play, I believe Kansas City beat them by like twenty six points.
1: Yeah, but Jacksonville fought back. They weren't. They're not the same team they were now. No,
0: neither team was. But one thing we do know about Kansas City's defense is they've been susceptible to bigger receivers. Christian Kirk's a bigger receiver. Zay Jones is not too bad of a routine. You still have Evan Ingram. So, I, all I want in this game, I want, obviously, Kansas City's going to win. I want Jacksonville to have a good showing. I'd, I'd like for them not to get blown off the face of the earth. Like, have you seen the spread? No. It's 8.5. <sighs> yeah. Kansas City's 8.5 point favorite. So, they're calling for a blowout as well. I just want to see, like, if, I'm cool. Like, you know, if Jacksonville loses by 10. Cool. But I would like to see if I really like to see if Jacksonville can hang with Kansas city. Like, but can Jacksonville's deep, but Jacksonville's defense is not there yet to where they can. Cause I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to give my homes enough problems. I don't think they're going to, I don't think my is going to put the ball in harm's way enough to keep
1: a team like Jacksonville in the game. I think, um, <laughs> If Jacksonville had a pretty good... Let's say if they had the pass rush of Cleveland, this game would be more interesting. I'll give you that. Um, But their defense... Their their front seven won't apply enough pressure to to stop Patrick Mahomes. And as much as I would love to see Jacksonville win this game because I feel like we went from Tom Brady straight to freaking Patrick Mahomes... And I'm tired of Patrick Mahomes already. Even though I'm a fan of Patrick Mahomes, I'm just tired of his ass already, because he's just so he's just so good. You get tired of be like, okay, bro, somebody else, please.
0: Um, I actually like the direction the league is going into with the last the last of our of our generations quarterbacks, essentially about to retire at some point.
1: Well, you it's every like we, quarterback we have, we, have, we have two left. Well, every quarterback this year in the playoffs, right now, left this weekend is all under thirty, which which blew my mind. The next generation is here.
0: Dak Prescott's the oldest quarterback. I think Dak Prescott
1: is twenty eight. He is, and then Mahomes is twenty seven. Josh
0: Allen is. Josh Allen's twenty. I think he was twenty five or twenty six. He's twenty six. So, Trevor Lawrence is like twenty. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence is young. Um. Uh. And then, oh, and then Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is like twenty, twenty-two. Yeah.
1: So I I will definitely say, uh, I hope this game turns into a really good one, just because yeah. I I, I want to see Trevor Lawrence take the leap and show that he can. Yeah, okay. So here here's what I want to see happen in this game. Do you remember the first year? Seattle got to the NFC Championship under Russell Wilson. Okay. And the Seahawks... not the Seahawks, the 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 Matt Ryan and the Falcons. the Falcons had that one minute drill and won the game. Yeah. And and got to the Super Bowl. That's that, that's what they did. And then, or well, I don't think it was. I think it was the 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 uh, NFC the NFC Championship, not the Super Bowl. But the following year. You knew ahead of time that, yo, Russell Wilson ain't nobody to be played with. And then that year, the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. I am. I would love to see Trevor Lawrence be like Russell Wilson in this situation. And just be, you don't have to out him, but be right there and put people on notice. This is your chance to put people, whether you win or lose, if you have a very good showing, this is it. This is it. So, I got Kansas City, obviously, in this game. Yeah. Um, would I be surprised if Jacksonville will it wins? You're damn right I would be I'm surprised. Be,
0: yeah, yeah, I'd be surprised. I'd, I'd
1: be more than surprised. That would be the shock of the playoffs. I, I would. Oh, my God. I be, can't even.
0: Yo, I, would, I would lose my no, shit. No, there's no other game. No other upset that would be more shocking than that. No. Because... Dallas beating San Francisco, not all that shocking. Bengals or Bills beating each other, not all that shocking either. And Giants beating Eagles or Eagles beating Giants, also not really shocking. It's a division game, so yeah, it's not going to be that shocking. Jacksonville at 9-8 and eight, beating the number one seed in Kansas City would be a legitimate upset.
1: Jacksonville was the sixth seed? Yes. See, yeah, so no, 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 no. Four, they won the division. Oh, because they won the division. Yeah, they won the yeah, division. Yeah, but record-wise, they could have. Yeah, it don't matter. They won the division. I, so. I, I do believe they need to change that damn rule. So what are you saying for division winners? I think division winners should just be guaranteed a playoff spot. Okay. And then whoever has the better record of they should see by by record. That's I've always said that.
0: I'm not opposed to division that's, winners. That's that's, that's why four seeds because that's you have that's why you have four divisions on each side. Eh, well, like, but I mean that's not. It's not other teams' fault that, you know, a particular division is not all that for
1: a particular, I don't I know, just, while. I just, I just, I, you know what? You compete all year long, and I don't get to, I get to only play you twice if you're in my division, and if I beat you both times, but you end up with a better record anyway. The, the, the Cowboys are the perfect example of this. Tampa Bay should have never had a damn home game to begin with, because they were just that atrocious, atrocious this season. They should have never had a home game. They shouldn't. Jacksonville, I'm I'm kind of okay with Jacksonville having a home game just because they had a winning record. But, like, come on. I feel, I feel like they should go the NBA route now. Just you win your division, you're in, but the better record still gets home court advantage. That's what you – home field advantage, in, obviously, in football. That's what you play for. You play to get in and to get home field advantage. Well, I did that one thing I was happy about is that they made only one team get a freaking buy because, well, because they added another team yeah because there was no incentive to win in the number one overall spot other than you were guaranteed the championship game at your at your, at your field because yeah. number one and number two both got a buy so what was really the exclusive thing about being number one yeah so uh, that's just something that's somewhere I always felt but I I am excited for this weekend. I don't think anybody that lost this weekend deserved to freaking win or they or they had a hiccup. I just I I don't I don't no. think so. I I didn't I didn't believe in the Vikings. I thought the Vikings were fraudulent and they were going to get had by the Giants. Um I've said I've preached all year that Jack Jack uh, not Jacksonville that uh Los Angeles the Chargers their, their defense was going to be the fall of them in, in the playoffs, or at least at the end of the season.
0: Also the fraudulent team in the AFC.
1: Yes. I, I, I preached that all year. I, there's, there's nothing that surprised me this weekend other than Dak Prescott playing the best game of his freaking career. That's not, and I picked, I picked the Cowboys to win because I thought the Cowboys were going to win. I didn't even have a second thought about it. I just thought the Cowboys were the better team. The only thing that surprised me was I thought they were going to play down to the level of their competition, and they didn't. They poured it on and poured it on and poured it on. Uh, so here we go. We're down to. That's it. Four teams.
0: Yep. We got. It can't com- be
1: four teams. No, it. We're down to. Yeah, we have conference championships after this. No, I'm just four saying this this week. Four on each side. Four on each side. Four, any, so we're down to eight teams. Yeah, well, in you, total. Yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're down to four and four. Um, I can't wait, bro. I just, I, I am ready to see this weekend's games. I do feel like Trevor Lawrence is going to show the hell out. I do believe he's going to lose. Oh, yeah, yeah. I hope I get to come in here next week and look at you and be like, I tried to tell you about Dallas. I, uh, I hope I get to come in here and do that next week. Even though I hate the Cowboys with a passion. Yo, yeah, well, I know. Um, just it's going to be great. So, so
0: let's knock out this shout out and get to the highly anticipated top. Yes, five. so my shout out is short and sweet. Mine is too. Um, I actually, think ours is going to be the same, probably. Um, simply, our shout out is going out to the man who produced, yes, it is <laughs> track for this show, who also just recently had a birthday yes sir we already shouted out the happy birthday but a happy belated birthday just to continue the birthday love and wishes and cheers to
1: our man ju fresh so the shout out to you is what we do yep that that, that's exactly where i was going my boy ju fresh i'm gonna tell you i'm proud of you keep pushing you are on the verge, Man, of his, stardom, bro. His, his gaming page is taking off too. his two yep. K 2K gaming page on Facebook is taking off too. I like to take credit for that because I beat his ass and humbled him real quick. Um, recently? Hell no! You oh, crazy? Okay. Okay. No, I haven't played two K since okay. since I beat him. <laughs> okay, I was like, I don't know about recently. I about something <laughs> no, in all seriousness though, in all seriousness, um, brother, we thank you for letting us use your song. Um you are lxg brother we don't have to talk every day you're a brother for life you know you can hit us up anytime if we can do we gonna make it happen dude yep. i mean we're all in the same group we, we, yeah, exactly <laughs> so i mean yeah man happy birthday uh i'm gonna pour a shot and take a shot just for your birthday even though you're not here and next season we're gonna get you back up on here and we, we, we're gonna catch up with you and 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 see what you got coming up. Um, Absolutely, we have got
0: some more things to talk to you. Yeah, about. man. Se- season, season five, man.
1: I can't wait. So we got we got
0: some stuff planned for that.
1: And and, um, and he won't even we we won't be even be on location together. So well, we will
0: we will be on location for five weeks. Yeah, most of it. And then towards the end, I think the season, I think our season finale, actually for season five, I may actually be out,
1: like not here. Oh, you know what? At, at the same token, in season five, neither one of us will be on location at one point because I do go to Jamaica in the middle of March. There you go. So see, we, yeah. we got. So see, we got a lot of we got a lot yeah. of planning to do. Yeah, so yeah, yeah.
0: Don't be surprised um, if we take a bit of a, a a little bit of a break between season four and five because we logistically we got to get some things lined up. Yeah. Out. Um, you going to Jamaica? That there's some time zone differences we got to plan plan
1: for. Ah uh, well, Jamaica's uh, yeah. I don't know wh- where are you. Gonna be Arkansas, not that major of a time. Jamaica's well, only but I'm
0: not going until April.
1: Oh, okay, okay. So J- Jamaica's only an hour behind, so it's not that big of a time zone difference. Behind, I mean, ahead, ahead. My bad. Hour oh, ahead. Yeah. Here. Okay. Okay. Fair yeah. The East Coast. So.
0: I bet. So, let us get to it. Our next top five. I can't wait for this. So we did last week. We did our top five little Debbie snacks. Yep. Obviously, a lot of us had the same. One at top, or pretty it, within your top five. The goat, it's the goat of the oatmeal pie.
1: I went back and I started tallying, and it was it was clearly oatmeal cream pie or Nutty Buddy. Yeah, it for was the top, pretty,
0: pretty obvious out there. So now we yeah. decided to take it a step further. Uh oh, and go with our top five cereals. Yeah,
1: who you, so, you, you you how you want to do you want you want to go five five four four three yeah, three two two okay. We go,
0: for the for the duration of however many times we come up with this particular thing, back and forth, that's how we go because it just makes sense to go about who start, it this way.
1: Who started last week? You did. Okay, go ahead. Give so, me what your top five.
0: I bet. So, my number five. This one kind of interesting, but for me, my number five is Honeycomb.
1: You're joking. I'm not. You can't be serious. I'm dead ass. Don't tell me that was your number five. That dude. is my number five. Honeycomb is highly underrated because you know the little dude was a crack addict. Um, I think we all recognize that as kids. That you you look, you've been to McNear enough, and R.I.P. my dude Sugar, you knew who Sugar was, and that's who that dude reminded me of. Yeah. Um, I freaking loved honeycomb as a kid, dude. I did. Yeah. I I it used to be a toss up between honeycomb and another one that's gonna come up later. Um I did love honeycomb, though. I freaking loved honeycomb as a kid. Me want honeycomb! Yeah, man, it was... I don't even know. But I don't know.
0: Something about honeycomb with a small spoon of sugar on top
1: was the move. And not a whole bunch of milk. Just, just wow. enough to
0: wet the cereal. Yeah, that was it. It was it was simple. You know what I'm saying? It was simple. All right, so drop your four on me.
1: My number four is... That is a horrible drum roll, but whatever. Yeah, it is. Coco Pebbles.
0: Ah, that's right. We okay. You're right. I, I can see that. We we you kind of hinted at that from our yeah.
1: Yeah. Free yeah. so show meeting.
0: Yeah. So all right. So your number four was Cocoa Pebbles. I'm with that. So my number four was actually Fruity Pebbles.
1: Wow. So kind of <laughs> we right color, on par.
0: Right on some kind of. Polar Opposite, same brand.
1: Same? One, is, one, one is uh Bam Bam and one is Pebbles.
0: Well, one is... Fruity Pebbles is like Fred and Barney.
1: Oh, yeah, sure you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. All
0: right. Number three. All right. All right. Kind of going with a left field again, but for me personally, it was just phenomenal to me. French Toast Crunch. Oh. French I toast. Forgot, I, forgot, I forgot about French toast oh, crunch. Oh, I didn't forget because I. First of all, for anybody that knows me, French toast is my favorite. Do they still make French toast? I haven't seen it in so long. They even make a churro one. Yeah,
1: yeah, now. yeah. But
0: no, nah, French toast is still like my favorite breakfast food. So, like, you tell me, I had a cereal that was little pieces of bre- Looked look like little pieces of French toast bread, maple Man, syrup flavored. I'm trying. Look, it was it was on and popping.
1: It kind of made me wonder. It, it make me wonder if I. Dip my French toast in my milk, how would it taste? I don't know. I'm gonna do that next time I go to brunch.
0: Alright, so what's your what, what where you at? What's
1: your what's your three? My number three is obviously one of the greatest cereals ever. One of the greatest flavors ever. Honey, bunches of oats, vanilla. Bruh. Now most kids don't like honey bunches of oats. No, because they didn't like their oats. And I get it. And their their oats, their nuts, like. But by the time I was like sixteen, and my mom had finally convinced me to try it, mm-hmm. I wanted to slap myself, cause why the hell did I turn down honey bunches of oats vanilla for so long? Yeah. Now for those of you out there, like I like the one with almonds. I don't like almonds, so I'm not gonna put the almond one in there. But you know, a lot of people will do it. Uh-uh. That's
0: cool on them.
1: Where we at? Number two. Number two. Uh, do I start off with number two?
0: No. Okay, so number two, Apple Jacks.
1: I didn't expect Apple Jacks to make an appearance because that was going to be my honorable mention.
0: Oh so. no, it makes an oh hell no, <laughs> Apple Jacks is uh uh-uh. uh is phenomenal. It's one of my man. It was it was it was almost my number one because
1: Apple Jack, I don't know what it is about that cereal that just. I do like. I, I do think when they added the cinnamon one, oh, like, my God.
0: The X factor is the separation between my number two and my number one was how the milk tastes. If that doesn't—that's pretty
1: a- much—that's pretty much how mine is, and that's that's where I'm going. What I'm going. With, I'm going with, what I'm going with. Number two, best cereal of all time to DJ Micah B, and it is the OG. It's one of the greatest ever. You ask niggas in the hood, sorry, but you know, you ask them in the hood, with the A growing up, I'm going with. Tony the Tiger, bruh. Frosted, Frosted Flakes. Flakes. That's what I grew up eating. I loved me some Frosted Flakes, and I still do yeah. See, the only problem with Frosted Flakes is that the frosting actually washes off when you throw milk, too much milk on it. Now, nah, damn that. When it got soggy. Oh, when it got soggy, it was amazing. <laughs> oh. It just
0: looked funny. But Frosted Flakes made the honorable mention list for me. Okay. Because I also, because I used to, I love the Frosted Flakes. I used to chop up a banana and put it up in that thing. There and, you go. And that okay, was so.
1: So before we go to our number one, give me an honorable mention.
0: I just did. Frosty Flakes is my honorable mention? That
1: doesn't count because I named Frosty Flakes. <laughs> All
0: right. Um, okay. So if I got to come up with another honorable mention, then it's got to be Captain Crunch
1: Crunchberries. And I am going to go with a tie. I'm going to go with Reese's Puffs.
0: Okay. That, okay. That one came up in the pre-show. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go Reese's Puffs, and I'm gonna go with this one too, and I'm not gonna name it. I'm gonna just tell you what's in it, and you're gonna know what it is. Heart stars, horseshoes, clovers, and balloons. Pots of Golden rainbows, actually, and the red balloons. Um, that didn't make either one of our top five lists. That's
0: kind of crazy. Lucky Charms, but and shout out to Tricks too, man. I did. I loved Tricks as a kid, yeah, but I did too. But as an adult, it was just way too no, sweet.
1: no, it's too sweet. It yeah, way too sweet.
0: So. With that being said, that leaves us with our number one, which
1: I think we both got the same number one. I don't I don't.
0: Yeah, just like we did for the little Debbie Snack. Yeah, man. Produce the greatest milk
1: remaining of a
0: cereal. To this day,
1: I would still eat it. Bruh, there have been days where I left Laporte when I was working in Laporte, and I'd have a craving for this cereal. And I would drive to Kroger's before you know, Kroger's is right there by one forty six. I'd stop at Kroger's and be like Hey, do we got milk at home? No. All right, bet. And I get a half gallon of milk, and I pick this cereal up, and I'll go home, and that's when I'm eating for dinner, boy. So. For those of you that don't know.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, it
1: is cinnamon toast crunch. The taste you can see. And that was it. Cinnamon Toast Crunch is the goat of all cereals. I'm not here to debate. I mean, he- I'm here to tell you and inspire you. You should have a box of Cinnamon Toast Crunch at your house, <coughs> whether you put it in milk, whether you eat it dry. Listen, bro. This is it. Yeah. So
0: I'm sure I'm looking forward to some of the responses. I'm sure we'll get a few.
1: I'm gonna I'm put it up on Facebook. I, I absolutely forgot to put it up on Facebook. I'm put yeah. up on Facebook tomorrow and see what we get, and we can yeah. just probably read it off next week.
0: Yeah, you could, uh, you can post both of our top fives. Just tag me in the yeah. post, and then we'll 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 enjoy the comments. We sure um, will. What's our next top five? I chose the cereals. So we gotta, you know, we gotta.
1: I know. I got I got to think of something because I, I I think I chose Little Debbie snacks.
0: So we either we can still stick with food, or we can begin the transition.
1: Um, let's go with, uh,
0: cause I know we tried, we talked about it. We tried to go with chips and that one was kind of tricky. Chips is a little bit tricky,
1: but I'm, I'm see chips get tricky because you got different flavors of different chips. Yeah. So like it's just it kind of like it gets, a, it's, it's very saturated. Yeah. Is it is. Um, let's do, uh, Hmm. I want to keep it non-sports related at least. Oh, that's easy. Yeah, so it's definitely easy.
0: That much we can
1: do. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, how about uh top 5 I don't know how to say this because I uh, How about this? Cuz I I know you can relate to this. Your top five tacos.
0: Mm. Okay.
1: As in, do you like chicharron, barbacoa? Okay, so we're excluding like a breakfast taco? We're not excluding breakfast tacos. Okay, so just tacos, period. Just tacos, period. Oh, okay. Yeah, barbacoa, chorizo, egg, American sausage, fajita, I already uh, got three of them right off the top fajita, of my head. Fajita, chicken fajita, uh, carnitas. Oh, it's on the popping. All right. Oh yeah, I'm, yeah, I yeah. Think I got my list already. I man. think I got my list already too. All right, bet top
0: five tacos. That's top five taco fun. flavors. Cool. I,
1: I, I that's why I, I didn't know how to say it. It's okay. But, and I did. I didn't want. I didn't want to have a pause moment because I know somebody been like, wait a minute, Micah, pause. If 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 I would have said your top five meats and tacos, Micah, pause. You know how that shit goes, yeah. so.
0: It's right. yeah. all right. and after after that discussion there, I already have our next top five for after that. All right. So, are you I me mean to tell you? Yes, I do. It'll be top five liquors. Oh, yeah. Don't matter what it is. That's why I said liquors. Don't matter. If it's
1: cognac, cognac, if it's... Cognac, yep. cognac, 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 cognac. <laughs> cognac,
0: vodka, rum, tequila, gin. But be specific. Name of a bottle. Tea, I know it. And, you know all of the above. But yeah. So that's how. We're and trust me, people, you're going to want to take our suggestions. Oh yeah, I'm gonna have some. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. I know. It's gonna be fun. Now the problem is I don't know what number one gonna be.
1: Oh, I already know what my number one's gonna <laughs> not, be. Not for
0: know. when it comes to liquor, not nah, that. Uh, I know my number one's gonna be. That's. Maybe, You'll I know see. my number's gonna be. Yeah. Do you want to go top five liquors or top five cocktails?
1: You see, the problem here is, you make too much shit for me to pick top five cocktails. Like right. you make these motherfuckers on the fly. Yeah, but that's that's, yeah, that's that's different. You make them on the fly, so I don't I don't necessarily know exactly the names of these damn cocktails. But can I narrow it down to a top five that I've had out and about before? Yeah. So we could we could we'll, do either one. But we'll keep we'll keep it at liquor. Okay. Cool. All right. So
0: there you go. The next two weeks. There comes. it is. Straight to the point. Is,
1: is is this episode eight or nine?
0: This is number I think this is eight. I'll okay. be able to tell you here shortly. Um but this has been actually what am I talking about? I can pull this up.
1: This is episode nine. Uh oh. You that know means, what that means. That means we got a finale, which is going Oh, this is going to be great, because the finale is going to end with the NFC and AFC Championship. Uh-huh. And then that will probably lead into season six? Five? Five. Season five being right around All-Star Weekend. Yep, because that means for the Super Bowl, we will have
0: to do some special... Special edition shows.
1: Well, what are we doing for the Super Bowl? Is your dad doing something this year? I don't know. I think my uncle because said he was going. Well, I, I we think my Uncle see. said he's going to do a
0: crawfish boil. I don't know Because you know we are. Well, cause you know we already planned it for the XFL and everything too. Yeah. Uh, but I'll find out. Yeah, yeah, find out because I got to find out what it, we're doing for the
1: Super Bowl. It, it, it would be pretty dope to do live on location again at, at your dad's during the Super Bowl. So, or at least a bruising cue during the Super Bowl if I'm not uh, right there with you. So. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, 100%. We can definitely pull either either of those options. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have wrapped up season 4, episode 9. One more episode I promise y'all I have a crossover next week. So, be looking for season 4 finale next week. We will put together a loaded show. Can't tell Loaded. You, can't tell you if we'll have a guest in the studio because we don't know yet. What?
1: There may or may not be an interview happening sooner rather than later. Baby. I will tell you one thing. Next week, I'll be in the studio just trying to get to you, baby. Oh, all right, school boy.
0: <laughs> all right. So with all those things being said, we love y'all. We appreciate every single one of you that continue to listen to the show give us feedback, give us suggestions, it's all It's all great. It's all welcomed. It, it's all what helps us continue to really want to do this outside of our own passion. I don't care
1: do if you tell us, I don't like y'all's show. Tell me why you don't like our show. And then we could talk about it. Yeah. And we probably go laugh about it. I might make funny. Yeah.
0: That's just, like, that's just who I am yeah, as a yeah. person. If you don't know me, I'm sorry. But I have no problem firing people. Just like if you take a shot at me, just be prepared you might shoot at me, but I'm going to hit you with that cannon right back. So I hope you duck quick, but I digress. We are closing out the show. So
1: ladies and gentlemen, Mr. GQ, the milf slayer is signing off. DJ Micah B. The guy, the baby daddy can't stand. I am signing off. We are out. Y'all have a great week. Uh, we will catch you all next week. Ah, peace. i waited for so long, and burdens
0: out You see me in my zone. You can bet I'm doing numbers, and my stock is going up because of my hunger. When you see me in my zone, I'm locked in, not clocked in. I'm never boxed.